Rambo, The Terminator, Vinny LaGuardia Gambini. What kind of law do you practice? Well, up till now, personal injury. I think we should meet with the public defender. Please. Prosecution's case is circumstantial. Fry him. Joe Pesci. In the funniest comedy of the year. I'm enjoying myself so far. My Cousin Vinny. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the long-awaited 79th episode of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and because it has been a few weeks, I'm going to waste less than no time to bring in my amigo, my compadre, my best friend in the whole world, my co-host here on GFA Live, a man who is making a career out of proctoring professional exams, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah very t- i'm tired of proctoring exams as i texted you this morning yes hello pete yes that that is why we could not record this morning so we are it's it's kind of unusual it's it's seven twenty six in the evening I, d- I don't think we've ever crossed that time on the clock while, I don't while believe recording we have either no yeah yeah we're we're morning people you like to have your bacon i like to have my coffee and uh yes we're yeah, we're we're off and running. I know one other thing that we do like to have in the morning. Carotene. <laughs> right. It's important I, to get it's important to get your multivitamins. Did you start? Speaking of vitamins, are you taking vitamin D supplements? This is my going to be my cause this winter. <laughs> like everybody's got to you got to get your replace what the sun isn't giving you in the winter time. So I'm taking mm. vitamin D. And, Perhaps and I, I should. I, I believe I believe you should as well. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll even buy you a. Uh, <laughs> I'll buy I'll buy you some vitamin D supplements because that is how much I believe in that. Sorry, I was trying to find a drop that apparently I didn't have. So <laughs> that was just a little bit of little bit of that was stalling. that was good that was good vamping. Uh, you, you were like, and uh, you know, uh, it's kind of <laughs> like when uh, it was like when when we watched that. Uh, that um prime time and and um not michael cole what's his name sean mooney it went to introduce lod and they weren't on for like another hour (laughs) coming out next in a little while (laughs) at the end of the show so stay tuned don't go anywhere don't go anywhere we'll be right back that 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 was the last episode that we did the prime time from three weeks ago but today this is this is a long-awaited thing because well, I mean, we talk about doing every single Joe Pesci movie that there's ever been, uh, except for Home Alone, of course, because uh, I, I ain't I ain't dealing with that. But today we're going to be watching My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. This is probably one of one of his it's one of his best. It's his best comedy movie. 
I know that Goodfellas is an unintentional comedy, so is Casino. But they're both; those are both considered dramas. This is his best comedy, and I'm including Lethal Weapons two, three, and four. By my, I might add. So okay. yes, yes, yeah. I mean, it, and not only is it a great comedy, but it is also extremely accurate from a legal perspective because oh yes. They show this in like law schools to like as for like basic procedures, although there are a few things in the film, you know, just on a, you know, the the way that the trial was conducted that I may call, you know, on the carpet as as we go along here. Do you know that while they show this in law school to show how procedure is done, do you know that uh, on the first day of NASA? And this is true. I'm being serious. The first day of NASA, the uh, NASA employees are shown um, Armageddon and they have to point out all the all the scientific inaccuracies in that movie. And uh, there's like a number that they have, like, I don't know, let's say uh, 787 inaccuracies. And they have to they have to identify all of them or they're fired, believe it or not. Maybe are you, is that really a thing, or is I that just? Some, or are you are you playing the bullshit game again with me? By the way, for for those I've mentioned this on the regular podcast, but I don't think I've brought up the the bullshit game that uh, I created. Uh, you know, my version of it uh, five six years ago, and <laughs> the premise of the game is to just tell a story that sounds so plausible that mm. oh okay, well that. That that probably did happen, but yes. that is actually not true. And you know, I, 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 my original one was, you know, David Crosby used to own a minor league baseball team. <laughs> that's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, I didn't know he was a baseball fan, but hey, you know, if he wants to that do that, a, it is it is an extremely plausible thing. <laughs> yeah, and. But then you kind of went and killed the town with one that hasn't been topped now in over five years, which was that they had a custom made Muppet for John Denver made. So there would be a Muppet that would look like him and as custom made. It was all set to go. And then they decided, no, it would be cheaper to have John Denver on himself. So it was never used. And now this is an impossible thing to look up, but who would look who would look that up? <laughs> I, I mean, that is so it's so plausible that that actually might be true. Because <laughs> if you think of it, those Muppets are expensive and they made one that looked exactly like him, but they couldn't get the mouth moving right. Oh, when he was trying to sing. Take me home. Right. Country roads. So. <laughs> Because the, the point of the bullshit game, and all of our fans should try this at home, is especially with the upcoming holidays, you have to you have to add things to embellish it that make it even more believable. <laughs> so it makes total sense that, yeah, I guess, you know what, the, the Jim Henson pup, Muppeteers or whatever, they, they couldn't get the mouthing movement right to make him look believable singing Take Me Home Country Roads. So they just said, fuck it, we'll just have John Denver on. <laughs> uh, it's it, it was phenomenal then and, and it's phenomenal now 
Uh, I think the NASA one is pretty good too. I don't know. If I, I swear I read that though, but maybe I was reading somebody that oh, was playing their own version of the bullshit game. Let's just say not everything you read on the internet is. Uh, <laughs> I find that hot. I, I, yes. So my cousin Vinny, let's uh, fire it up. Hopefully, I don't have the fire volume too hot. Might be a little too hot there, but yeah, you can still hear it, right? Yeah. The beginning okay. of this movie, it, this movie doesn't really pick up until Vinny shows up, but because yes. even then, like Vinny shows up, you still haven't met Judge Chamberlain Halla. So, I mean, you know, you, you haven't really met anybody yet, but we do have the star of Cobra Kai uh, showing up at the beginning of this movie. Oh, well, did you know that the director, when... Uh, when the casting was being done for this had apparently never seen the Karate Kid. Really? Yes. Was uh, now, he a big fan the... of The Outsiders? I mean, where the hell do you get Ralph Macchio from? Oh, uh, well, of course, Eight is Enough. That's, uh, that's where he got his original start. By the way, I didn't think that this would be the first Macchio movie that we'd be watching for the podcast. Um, Technically, it's not. We did watch Karate Kid Part 2. Just in weird segments over a yes. course of about 40 weeks. <laughs> yes, but we still did. I mean, now, I always wondered, they're driving to, where are they going? Are they going to, like, UCLA? Yeah, and they decided to drive through the south for some reason. Yeah, why the frig would you do that? Yeah, well, they're going I don't to know. UCLA. I mean, I've I've tried to map this route that they would have been taking that would have taken them through Alabama. And yeah. there's no reason for them to go through Alabama unless, like, maybe they were hoping. Well, I believe this is, like, the winter time, I think. Because I think it is, like, I want to say it's February, maybe. So maybe they are, they were going to go to Mardi Gras? I, I, don't, I don't remember any part of the, that part entering the plot. I think that they just decided to drive through an area in which they'd never been before. Without considering the potential consequences of what might happen. It certainly looks like they're driving down that road we were on to go to uh, Outer Banks. Oh, and they, they could have been arrested for this. It, is it illegal uh, passing? Because he, he, he did a pass over a solid yellow. Can't do yeah. that. Well, they arrest you for they arrest you for crazy shit, like, everywhere other than the city you live in. <laughs> well, I know you... Had, I know you have a thing of like, oh, how many different states have I been to? And you've like, I'm assuming you've never been to Alabama. Um, I have never been to Alabama. No. Oh, there's a nice it, Confederate flag flying. Yeah. There. Well, it was a different time, you know, a yeah. hundred years plus after the Civil War. But I've never been to Alabama either. And let's just say I would have to have a damn good reason to be there if I was going to be making an appearance in the state of Alabama. Um, I would say Alabama would be, it would be weird for me to go to Alabama. I don't know why I would go to Alabama. Uh, there's not many states I would say, there's not many places I would go other than major cities. And I, what am I going to go to like Mobile, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like 1992 and I'm trying to go to the bash of the beach or <laughs> well, beach blast, excuse me, beach blast. Do you think the sack of suds had decent barbecue? Because I, I noticed that on the sign, and I was like, I don't know if I would want to get barbecue from a place like this. Mm. No offense, but I don't, and and this is really seriously no offense to, I, I think in Alabama, the the proprietor of the barbecue place 
probably would need to be like African American in order to make good barbecue. I don't think in I don't think in some places in the South you get like white guys making good barbecue. Not Texas. Texas is different. Well, I, I was gonna. Apparently, you've never watched the TV channel Destination America, for which I, I have to say I'm shocked you didn't watch 2014 TNA on Destination America. <laughs> but no. but that network is basically. T- 15 hours of barbecue shows a day and then like food paradise. How many of them take place in Georgia? How many of them take place in Georgia, Mississippi and Alabama and have like heavily They're All the guys there are, uh, are white guys. Like I said, not Texas, not like, yeah. this, not, not like Arkansas and Oklahoma, like that kind of, you know, uh, mid South area, so to speak. <laughs> I have not considered the racial implications of barbecue guys in movies or in reality, depending on what exactly you're talking about here. I'm just letting you know. I mean, you you're a big fan of barbecue. Although, really, isn't there that one place in like Kansas City that you always talk about? Yeah, Joe's Kansas City for the Z-Man sandwich, which is in no way affiliated with Tom Zank. It's, it's one of the most delicious sandwiches I've ever had. When you when you go in there, do you always go? Can I have the Z Man, please? <laughs> well, the the mail kit contains eight sandwiches, so you know we'll get to enjoy that in in two parts. The mail kit, like you have it mailed to you? Yes, they they they'll like ship you. Kit. They'll ship you sandwiches. Yeah, I mean the, it'll be the pieces of it, but there are detailed instructions for how to put it all together. Oh, and what is the name of this place? Joe's Kansas City. Yeah, so are you going to start ordering barbecue while we're trying to record this podcast? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have no objection, but I... I'm just saying it's a little weird, a little impulsive. As <laughs> now, now the two New York boys are getting pulled over, Gambini and Rothstein. Now business is about to pick up as we're going into Brian Pillman's house. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama 316 says. This guy's got a gun. (laughs) I just bagged me a Yankee. Quiet. Quiet, you. Quiet. Oh, man. Look at Jimmy Willis. Yes. There's D Day. (laughs) Isn't this where you said D Day went after Animal House? (laughs) Yes, I have. And I, I just hit pause here for a second. I have this long-standing theory that the D-Day character from Animal House is this same guy, and that there's continuity in movies. Yeah, like you know how I like to connect storylines between WCW and WWF. Absolutely, uh, it's the same thing. Although the greatest cross-movie character ever is Ferris Bueller's dad being the same character in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of I'm sure that's not the most original thought, but it's something that I've laughed about for years every time I watch that movie. Yes, I'm willing to cooperate. Either movie, actually. It's also it's also like in reality, Kevin Bacon is in that movie and he's playing the same character as she's having a baby. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Macho looks very Italian right here. Like, like, look at him. He looks, he's at the height of his Italian powers in this movie. <laughs> they, they, they definitely uh, kind of, you know, I don't want to say guidoed him up, but they wanted, to accent, 
accentuate all of his most Italian qualities. He's got that olive oil skin and that guinea charm. <laughs> now, do you have any thoughts on Rothstein, the, the other guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I know he's generally created to be an annoying character or annoying foil or whatever, but yes. I'm not, and I'm not going to say that it's anywhere close to where, like, he's so annoying he brings down the whole picture. Mm-hmm. But I don't enjoy it when he is on screen and talking. <laughs> well, I, I will say, well, I don't want to jump ahead because, I mean, there's definitely a thing with him and when he gets the other lawyer played by Austin Pendleton, which is phenomenal casting. Uh, but I will say that he he's very much like you can tell he really wants to stab Ralph Macchio in the back at almost yes. every opportunity. And it leads me to believe, I wonder if they're, uh, if they had a breakup similar to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels at the end of this movie. Ooh. Uh, so what you're saying is Macchio would be the Shawn Michaels in that scenario? No, no, unfortunately, no. Ooh. Ralph Macchio gets thrown through a barbershop window. Because if anybody turned heel in this case, it's, uh, well, it's not Sam Ace Rothstein. What's his name? <laughs> it's so close. It's Sam Rosenstein, isn't it? No, it's it's Rosenstein. Rosenstein. Stein? Stein? Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah. Sam Ace Rothstein. Yes. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Like. How much self-tanner did they put on Ralph Macchio? You're absolutely right. They tried to, like, guido him up so bad in this movie. I mean, honestly, though, for for Ralph here, this is karmic payback for him getting all the breaks in Kid 3, you know, his last major major picture. I mean, look, I'll save my thoughts, you know, more fleshed out for the Kid 3 podcast, but... Mm. The guy got a buy to the finals when nobody ever got that before. And then when he got there, he basically allowed seven points. Mm. And j- the other guy just kept getting penalized. Now, would you have would you have bet made a bet on him over the border in that parking lot in New Hampshire on DraftKings? Would I, would I have bet on Ralph Macchio? Yeah, and would you have, and what would you have parlayed it with? Um. <laughs> What 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 do you? I don't understand what I'm betting on here. <laughs> You're betting on Kid Three, the outcome it's, of it, Kid Three. Okay. If if I'm if I'm bet, I would believe that that was a fixed outcome. The the final fight in Karate Kid Three was predetermined, which is why it, it, you know what it was. Yes. The, the, the finish of Karate Kid Three is like the main event of SummerSlam '96, mm. which of course is Sean in the role of Machio because yeah. he kept losing by DQ, losing by countout, and yeah. the match keeps getting restarted because Vader wants to have an opportunity to win the title. I love it. So, okay. Well, that that's a nice connection to some... I mean, really, granted, it's more Karate Kid 3 than My Cousin Vinny, which is, you know, the movie that we're watching, but... Uh, this movie does take a little bit to get going, I think. Well, that's a great idea. I find. All right. that's a great well, now idea. it's going to get going in about two seconds, so hold your breath. Yes. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> I love when movies say the name of the movie. 
I guess I'm just a castaway. <laughs> it's the old school New York plates, the, the yeah. white ones. Which I don't know why they changed it to something to like the orangey stuff. And then they moved off of that since then. I love the song that's playing like right now. <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know, your classic uh, fish out of water thing where you, sure. you got to play like the wacky music to accentuate that. All right, here we go. Take a step out of the car. There he is. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, Marissa Tomei. There's my pinup girl. You know, I heard she likes short, stocky, balding, uh, slow-witted oh. men. So you, you got a chance. <laughs> I, de- I definitely have a chance. <laughs> Nothing. You stick out like a sore thumb around here. <laughs> Me? What about you? I fit in better than you. At least I'm wearing cowboy boots. Oh, yeah, you blend. You blend. <laughs> Chinese food here is terrible. <laughs> yeah, she ain't lying. Yeah, what is the best Chinese place in all of Alabama, I wondered? And how would it compare to the 50th best one in Manhattan? I love this guy. Oh, the uh, where he's got the issue with the car. I got mud in my tires? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. How do you get mud into the tires? Oh, no, you see, that's just a fit of feet. See, the mud gets around the inside of the <laughs> You ever hear that? Mud in the tires? No. She never heard it. She knows everything about cars. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, down here, everybody gets stuck in the mud every now and then. Yep. Yeah, we're famous for our mud. Famous for your mud? How's your Chinese food? <laughs> you just keep on asking about Chinese food. Can't you tell they don't have Chinese restaurants around here? Gotta let everybody know you're a tourist. <laughs> what are you, a fucking world traveler? This is the best movie. Her accent is so... My brother and I do her accent all the time. <laughs> What's this well, it is, it is a real d- dialed up uh, Brooklyn, Long Island kind of yes. accent. But like, we'll be sitting in the house and my brother will just look at me and go, What are you, a fucking world traveler? <laughs> You all out to the state corrections facility. <laughs> the guy seemed really excited about bringing them to state prison. Yes. The watchtower and them mm. carry where everybody's gonna whistle at them on, on the way down. Yeah, seriously, they're in they're in like Gen Pop. That ain't good. Yeah. Well, the fact that they got the fact that they got to room together was a lucky break. I know usually they don't do that. Hmm. Now, granted, this scene is not as frightening as the scene in Shawshank when Andy Dufresne and then the fat guy come in and they, they're all saying fresh fish. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a scary thing. I'll tell you right now, I would beg on my hands and knees in front of the court 
in front of the judge and just say, please, just I will I won't even leave my bedroom. Just leave me in my house, like under house arrest for forty five years. <laughs> please do not send me to prison. I would who the not hell do, Who the hell do you think you are? Uncle Junior? Jesus. I would yes, I would never do well in prison. <laughs> Are there people outside of prison who are like, you know what? I do really well in the joint. There's got to be some people that think that they're all right. You know, there's got to be at least one guy out there that thinks that he'd be okay. Yeah. You know? Joint meaning uh, prison. There's got to be at least one guy out there. I mean, is there anybody that you know? I know you'd like it. Is there anybody that you know (laughs) that would do well in prison? Um... No, not really. <laughs> Nobody comes to mind. I mean, yeah, I went to elementary school with yeah. dudes who went to prison for like murder and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could really. You went to yeah. you, would you go to elementary school with? Uh... <laughs> well, I know it makes it sound my upbringing. Did you sound go to, have, did you go to elementary school? Did you go to elementary school with Jared Remy? <laughs> oh, how, how dare you bring that up right now? So now uh, Gambini is visiting, and but he gets Rothstein, Rosenstein, whatever the hell it is. That's how, that's how little I care about this dude. <laughs> he gets Gildenstern in the corner here. Uh, but it's a comic misunderstanding because Gambini is talking almost in a way like, I'm going to be your bunkmate, and I'm going to be the top here. Well, no, he's talking. It's not his bunkmate. He's saying... Oh, okay. Listen, I'm the I'm basically on the town pump, and they send me around to yeah. like break in all the new guys. And you're lucky you're getting me because if not, Bubba's gonna come in in a while, and he's gonna make he's gonna give you a cock meat sandwich. So, <laughs> with as little pain as possible. So, you know, let's try our best to make it a simple in and out procedure. What's the matter? Relax, relax. You know, maybe we should spend a couple of minutes together, you know, to get acquainted before we, uh, you know, before we get to it. What's wrong with you? I don't want to do this. But I understand, but, you know, what are your alternatives? My alternatives? Yeah. To what, to you? I don't know. Suicide? Death? Look, it's either me or them. You're getting fucked one way or the other. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lighten up, okay? No worries. It's a good comedy of errors with the yes. wording. It's, it's a very Three's Company-esque. I think a modicum of gratitude would not be out of line here. You think I should be grateful? Yeah. I mean, it's your ass, not mine. <laughs> I think you should be grateful. I think you should be down on your fucking knees. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was such an honor to get a visit from you. That's one hell of an ego you've got. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I did not come down here just to get jerked off, no. you know. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That's it. You're on your own. I'm just taking care of sleep for beauty. Hey, Billy, hey, back off. <laughs> hey, Billy. Yeah, it's very 3's company-esque, the way... Yes. The way that that was written. I also like that his name is Vinny, and his nickname is Vinny Bag of Donuts. I <laughs> I wanted them to develop more into that. Why is he called Vinny Bag of Donuts? <laughs> Doesn't it feel like uh, no? This movie does run two hours. Uh, or at least the back of the DVD says 120 minutes. Yes. 
it does feel like that there could be a three-hour cut of this movie, but apparently oh, sure. there's no such thing. It's not like planes, trains, and automobiles where there's like a four-hour version, but like the footage is never, degraded or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame. So he's been a personal injury attorney to this point, which is a completely different ball of wax than yes. you know, murder one. Hmm? Actually, this would be my first foray into the trial process. I haven't had to go to court yet. Knock on wood. You haven't had to go to court yet. How long have you been practicing? Almost six weeks. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very short time to be a lawyer. Yes. Studying. The way he says studying for the bar. bar. Studying for the bar. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I um, I didn't pass my first time out. Hmm. Having proctored many exams, as you know, um, yes. that's not uncommon for people to not pass their first time out. Yes. Not for me, it isn't. Nope. For me, six times was a charm. Six is a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, although in fairness to Gambini, the New York bar is known as being one of the more difficult bar exams to pass. Oh, well then there you go. Yeah. So there's an explanation to that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he's not... Uh, it still shouldn't take you six times, but I'm just no. saying he might have an excuse. By the way, he's got to have terrible bunions yes. because of, of like the pointiness of his shoes. He looks like a Disney character. <laughs> <laughs> and now we meet the judge, played by Fred Gwynn, a.k.a. Herman Munster, Judge, he he... judge Chamberlain. Holla. Holla. He doesn't like being called Fred, Fred um, no, Herman Munster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a there's a story with uh, on the Stern show with uh, Stutter and John. Yeah. <laughs> when you sign your paintings, do you sign it? Frank Gwynn or Herman Munster. Now, John, I'm going to pretend that you didn't say that. <laughs> he was also in Car 54. Where are you? Mm. The contentious relationship of these two guys is makes this movie great in that it's like it's either the B or the C story of yes. it. I mean, I, I don't want to break down the craft of writing here, but uh, you got is it the, the, is it the and, B story? I feel like it's the A story. <laughs> the A story is the murder trial itself with the Are two guys. Sure? Well, even even if they're not the stars of the movie, it's Gambini trying to defend them. I'd say number two, well, that could be... Um, uh, it's not his relationship. Mona, Mona, Mona Lisa's uh, it, the engagement. No, that's not. It's That's that's the C storyline. I would say the B storyline, and I'm only saying B, it could be like A.5, is the relationship between him and the judge. And their and tete-a-tete, their, their -tete, if you would. If you will. Okay. If you will. Yes. A little informal, aren't we? I was just uh, resting. Not wearing a coat or tie. Oh, sorry. Well, approving an attorney from out of state is a pretty informal matter. I just have a few questions. Okay. Fire away, Judge. 
Where'd you go to law school? Brooklyn Academy of Law. Is that an accredited law school? Uh... <laughs> oh, yes. How long have you been practicing? Oh, about uh, six, uh, almost 16 years. <laughs> you, know, you know what he should have said? Now, if you, if you if you notice, he looks up at the he looks up at the diploma on his wall, and it said Yale University. Now, yeah. when he asked him if the Brooklyn Academy of Law was a an accredited, he should have went. It is unlike Harvard University, sir. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Chamberlain would have been like, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, fuck Harvard, you know, Harvard Law. Yeah, the only thing is Gambini isn't really in for those games. I mean, he's kind of as no-nonsense, I think, in some ways as the judge is, but they just come from such diametrically opposed places. Yes. <sighs> Quite a few, yes. What was the outcome? Uh, you know, win some, lose some. <laughs> this is not the forum to be cavalier. Yes. The way he says cavalier, I, I always pronounce that word that way in Fred Gwynn's honor. Cavalier. Because, <laughs> you know, he died like the year after this came out. Yes. So this movie, yeah, it was not. Uh, he probably would have gotten a lot of these type roles uh, if if he had wanted had he lived past 93. Mm. Oh, of course. Now, let me see. Most recently, I had an axe murder which I won on the grounds of temporary insanity. Want to hear the facts of the case? No. What else? Let me see, what else? You ever heard of the son of Sam? The fellow who received orders to kill from a dog? That one. You defended him? <laughs> well, no, not exactly. I, uh, I defended the first guy they arrested. And uh, he was found innocent and set free. And uh, they caught the real guy. <laughs> the most the most unrealistic thing ever said and, but but it fits in with the bullshit game that it's we were talking not... about earlier yes so Vince like, Gambini is a genius at this <laughs> like who is going to who is going to look up in in like you know you know lexus nexus or whatever newspaper search to for arrest of who they thought was son of sam but was released when they figured out that it was berkowitz i mean come on <laughs> that it, terrific job by Gambini there. I I salute him. That I think it's up in uh, John Muppet, John John Muppet, John Denver fake Muppet territory. John Muppet, John Muppet territory. <laughs> John Muppet. <laughs> I start calling John Denver. John Muppet John territory. From now on, the guys that poor hey, guy dead for a long time too. Hey, listen. I've been. I was listening to John Den, John Muppet this morning on my ride out to uh, the Berkshires. <laughs> Why were you going to the Berkshires? Well, I drove to Sturbridge. It's not really the Berkshires, oh, okay. but it's on the highway to the Berkshires. If I was going to the Berkshires, I would have to listen to James Taylor. But you know, and you would have to say uh, hello to our friend Bob Hack of Bob Hack Entertainment, Pittsfield's number one DJ service. Do get in if I'm you almost. Need- Need them for a wedding in 2022? Reach out now. There's very few Saturdays available left. Yes. Thank you. I'm actually <laughs> kind of. This has been an unpaid advertisement. <laughs> he doesn't even know we're talking about him. Oh, I don't even no. know if his. I hope his ears are at least burning. Uh, but if, I, you know, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't stop on our way out to when we drove out to Albany 
to start going to the Outer Banks. I'm surprised we didn't stop and just, you know, yeah. pop in, say hello. Although I don't, you never went to his old house, so I you wouldn't, you would have been surprised to see his new house. Use the code GFA Live for zero percent off from Bob Heck Entertainment. <laughs> Make sure you tell them that tugboat sent you. <laughs> Our commercials are so much better than Conrad's. It's not even funny because I literally don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I like the look uh, of uh, Mona Lisa with the uh, the very wet, slicked back hair. I like that she's got that one white hair streak. Yes, on like the left side, like like old school Seth Rollins. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? I realized there is a wrestling connection with this movie. What's that? That Marissa Tomei was in the movie The Wrestler. So oh, kinda, yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but th- that's wrestling after 2001. I'm not as concerned with that. Okay. Says the guy who went to WrestleMania and SummerSlam this year. <laughs> did. And hopefully we'll be getting a uh, some... Uh, a box or a, what do you ever call them? A luxury box or something for the survival series. Yes. So now I would cut a bad news Brown promo survival series means totally nothing to me, but no, I've, I've, I've got to get that. Got to get that box. I'm hoping and, that I uh, can see the great Yakazuma wrestle. At Yakazuma. <laughs> uh, well, just because it's a Boston survivor series doesn't mean Yakazuma. You still might get, uh, Undertaker showing up in an American flag coat, though. I, I, I will I will grant you that. They just put, like, a bunch of lard on the grill. You guys down here hear about the ongoing cholesterol problem in the country. Little does he know, though, that actually lard is better for you than butter if they're using yeah. it as, you know, or any other kind of substance. I mean, yes. this, this being 1992, he could have used margarine, which is probably the worst thing you he can use. Yeah. Uh, well, right now is one of the more uh, quoted parts of the movie, which I oh, what unfortunately... happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened? What's, what's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure. 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 Grits. I used to actually never seen a grit before. Hold, hold on one second. Can you pause this for one second? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I bring in a special guest to tell us what those grits are? What are those grits? Hold on one second. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, this by the way, this is great podcast content this here. Is. Hold on. All right. What kind of grits are they, Brian? Oh, how, how many? How many grits? <laughs> it's on TV right now. It's on we're watching it. Oh. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. It's how many grits? <laughs> how many? <laughs> I God. I'm sorry. All right. I, ha- I haven't paused on <laughs> On, on Pesci there over his grits and I only recently learned that he has like these metal clips by his sideburns in order to like lift his face to make him look younger for this movie oh, get the hell out of here no he does not no that's not bullshit game that's pulled direct from the IMDB trivia okay. Okay. Or, or goofs or something okay alright you first I love grits what is a grit, anyways? It's made out of corn. Them hominy grits. Hominy. <laughs> hominy. Hominy. I love a we ah, we grits all the time in my house. Have you ever do you eat grits? No, not really. I mean, I'm not. 
I wasn't even born in the southern part of Whooper, so. No. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make grits tomorrow morning. I freaking love grits. <laughs> Dude, nothing is better. Than, <laughs> nothing's better than scrambled eggs, grits, and then you scoop up the grits with the scrambled eggs. Oh my god, it is so delicious. Oh, I love me well, some grits. Well, that along with. Uh, and I know this doesn't involve grits, but Old Bay hot sauce on eggs. Oh, sure. I, I have developed a hankering for that. I don't know if I brought those to North Carolina, if I brought the Old Bay hot sauce to North Carolina, because, well, I don't really remember much about North Carolina at this point. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. So now, the prosec- now the prosecutor is saying hello. Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. First, Brooklyn. <laughs> nice to see you. Can you name one other movie this guy was in? You know, I'm drawing a blank on that, but wasn't he a that guy in like? He might have been a that guy, but he was in. <laughs> he was in Son-in-Law. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know the okay. Polly Shore vehicle. <laughs> yes, we gotta get Polly. We gotta get Polly a vehicle he can drive. Yes. <laughs> that. Uh... That also co-starred the beautiful one of my one of my many or not many one of my few I, oh, true loves in my life is Carla Guguano. Oh, I love her. Oh, okay. I love well, her. Carla. If you're, out, if you're out there listening and if you're available, please yeah. let it be said that Keithy called dibs. <laughs> mm. uh, no, she she is beautiful. She's like Marissa Tomei beautiful. I'm sorry, mm. it's a fact. But um, I don't think Carla Guiguano is going to be interested in me. I, I can't find. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to be interested in me. Maybe Marissa Tomei because she does like short, stocky, yes. balding, <laughs> slow-witted, fat men. So uh, you know. <laughs> Your clients are charged with first-degree murder. How they plead. Ayana, my client. Don't talk to me sitting in that chair. Mm-hmm. He told me to sit here. When you're addressing this court, you will rise. Speak to me in a clear, intelligible voice. <clears throat> Sorry. My clients are. What are you wearing? <laughs> huh? What are you wearing? It's, a, it's an outfit that says, Daddy likes leather. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a leather daddy? <laughs> well, I'm just bi curious. <laughs> I'm uh, wearing uh, clothes. I don't get the question. When you come into my court looking like you do, you not only insult me, yep. but you insult the integrity of this court. <sighs> he never <laughs> learns. I apologize, sir, but uh, this is how I dress. Next time you come into my courtroom, you will look loyally. And I mean, you comb your hair and wear a suit and tie. And that suit better be made out of some kind of Cloth. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Uh, yes. Uh, fine, Judge. Fine. Good. You may continue. How do your clients plead? Uh, my clients are caught completely by surprise. They thought they were getting arrested for uh, shoplifting a can of tuna. What are you telling me? That they plead not guilty? No. I- I'm just trying to explain. I don't want to hear uh. explanations. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice introduction into the arraignment process. Yes. 
Are we clear on this? Uh, yes, but uh, there seems to be a great deal of confusion here. Mr. Gambini. Uh, see, my client... Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Gambini. Mr. Gambini. <laughs> you ever do the hold up two fingers and then oh, just sure. move the middle one? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then have that sneer on your face. Absolutely. Guilty or not guilty? Your Honor, my clients didn't do anything. Once again, the communication process is broken down. <clears throat> it appears to me. <laughs> skip the arraignment process. Go directly to trial. Skip that. And get a dismissal. <laughs> well, I'm not about to revamp the entire judicial process just because you find yourself in the unique position of defending clients who say they didn't do it. No. Yeah. Next words out of your mouth are either going to be guilty or not guilty. I don't want to hear commentary, argument, or opinion. If I hear anything other than guilty or not guilty, You'll be in contempt. I don't even want to hear you clear your throat. I hope I've been clear. Now, how do your clients plead? I think I get the point. No, I don't think you do. You're now in contempt of court. Mm. Would you like to go for two counts of contempt? Not guilty. Thank you. I mean, he did botch it really badly. Not only that, but I mean, he, you can't tell me that Vincent LaGuardia Gambini has never been to court ever, even for himself. I mean, shit, Henry Hill went to court when he was a kid. Yeah. You can't tell me that he's never from being from New York. He's never, ever been to court. He didn't know to at least wear a friggin tie. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not how he dresses. He probably didn't even have a tie with him. I know, but could you imagine your lawyer showing up in, like, jeans and a sweatshirt? Like, like my sister showing up at court with jeans and a sweatshirt on? Like, that would just... <laughs> or, like, the Hulk Hogan courtroom attire? You know what I'm talking with about. The black headband. Yes. <laughs> the professional <laughs> headband. I'm serious, brothers. <laughs> so help me God, brothers. The, the professional bandana. <laughs> I don't yes, have the uh, Hulk. It doesn't say Hulk rules on it. Yeah, this unrelated story about Norton is. Uh, am I forgetting something about that, or is it just like a random backdrop thing? I think it's a random back. Like, do you, was there really like an ongoing thing with a guy named Norton in Alabama? Not that I know. Oh of, well, no. I mean, I don't know if there was somebody named Norton, but there's always something down there because let, let's just say there are a lot of murder verdicts where guys who are found guilty in that area of the country it could be overturned now the race of those defendants is likely different than what we're seeing here with the you know two white guys from new york yeah, you better watch what you're saying there buddy you're casting a lot of aspersions on the South, and I don't take kindly to that words to those <laughs> to those words. Having having be, being half Southern, you know. Don't forget, half, my dad, half Southern. My daddy's from South Carolina, and I, I identify with a lot of the people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, God. On both on both sides. <laughs> yeah. 
and and I say that knowing that people from the South could cast aspersions on Boston and its racial history. Yeah. Which would certainly be well well deserved. I know Boston Boston ranks up there with some of as some of the most racist cities in America. And I don't know about how much now though. I mean, whenever I hear things now about Boston being racist, it's kind of like really. I just I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't hear it as much as I don't hear it as much as people think you hear it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you go to a lot of Red Sox games. I like how he's uh, not. He's not like... happy with the barbecue. Did you notice that he ate a little bit of the of the of the rib and then he spit it out? He didn't really like it. Yeah, not not his thing. But it, it's to my point earlier. The the sack sack of suds probably doesn't have any good barbecue, even though it's on the sign. Like mm. like the place that we're seeing here for the first time, the pool hall, pool and chicken. Do you think the chicken pool is that good? Well, well actually, I think the, it is. The chicken might be fried. Uh, I think the so chicken is good. It'd be, it'd be fine. As so we they, know, as, as we, okay. Uh, I, I was just going to throw it to this, which is yes. them walking in where you get the classic, also pulled from Animal House, where like the music just stops. <laughs> it's one of my favorite like movie trope things that just yeah. occur over and over again. It's like that and the Wilhelm scream. Yes. Like, those two things just yeah. like. <laughs> ah! It is good. <laughs> the re- the record screech is the best part. Instead of it just shutting off, it's like, oh, we're using a format that has been outdated even by 1992 standards. <laughs> yes. Now, this is the D storyline, right? Yes. The, t- the $200. Yeah. The- now, look at, now, look at this guy next to him. Well, I guess the chicken comes right off the bone if he can he eat pulled it like the that. Entire, he pulled the entire chicken wing, even like the knuckle. Oh, God. His name's JT. JT. Oh. I believe you and Lisa like JT Rosero. <laughs> JT Rosero's in this. <laughs> yes, he's playing the tall, balding dude from Alabama. It's the role he was born to play, baby. Just kick your ass. Oh, a counter offer. <laughs> That's what we lawyers, I'm a lawyer, we lawyers call that a counter offer. Let me see. This is a tough decision you give me here. Get my ass kicked to collect $200. Hmm. What do you think? I could use a good ass kick, and I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> I could use it. Yeah. Could use I a could. good ass kick. Like imagine being that imagine being that guy who's like lived in Alabama all his life and you know it welches on on a pool bet and then this guy comes in <laughs> and and weaves this tale. I mean you it, that's why you have to be careful. You never know who's going to be coming in the door. And, and and nowadays where like the the 145 pound dude might be, you know, a triple black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or some shit. You know, versus in the old days, you know, you'd just be afraid of the dudes who look like bouncers. At least, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, he could be doing, like, Muay Thai. Yes. 
Nah, I think I'll just go with the 200. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy in the overalls and the trucker hat, uh, he, he's like the spiritual older brother to the same guy with the overalls and the trucker hat from the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> I was going to say he looks more like Uncle Elmer. Oh, he's not that ugly. But he, he just reminds me of the guy that, that the polar bear fell on at the end of <laughs> Sorry, spoiler, every, spoiler alert, everybody, for this movie that has been on cable 88,000 times in the last 30 years. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the polar bear falls on him. Over my dead body. You like to renegotiate as you go along, huh? Okay, then here's my counteroffer. Do I have to kill you? What if I was just to kick the ever-loving shit out of you? In your dreams. Oh, no, 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 no. In reality. If In I reality. was to kick the shit In out reality. of you, do I get the money? If you kick the shit out of me, yeah, yeah, then you get the money. <laughs> what happened? Rear-ended? No, I fell. Okay. Let's see if we agree on the terms. The choice now. <laughs> I don't know, man. My ass kicked. Or option B, I mm-hmm. kick your ass and collect the 200. I'm going with option B, kicking your ass and collecting $200. We going to fight now? Yeah. First, let me see the money. I have the money. All right. Let me see it. Show it to me. I can get it. <laughs> you can get it? All right. Boy, too bad he's not uh, Tommy from Goodfellas here. Otherwise, I think Jimmy Conway would come in from behind with some freaking telephone line. <laughs> like, pay him now. Pay him the money. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's just not get out of it. And then all of a sudden, Ray Liotta would come in. <laughs> well, it's because his toupee wasn't supposed to come off. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Get it. Then we'll fight. <laughs> I love the smile back. Could you fall in your place or somebody else's? My place. Shit. I you know what I always you know what's something that I always thought of during this movie? Is that his leather jacket looks like it's such a heavy leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a real thick leather jacket. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that bothered me. Well, I mean, you get away with it if it is, in fact, February down there, because it's not so hot where it's he's lucky that it's not June or July. Correct. Where it's like oppressive heat. And they probably didn't even have the you know good air conditioning in the government buildings at that point. No. So is this the part where you think that uh, Rothstein might flip or something? Yeah, this is where he would have stabbed him in the back. Well, no, it's not It's not here necessarily. It's, it's when he goes, I think we should go with the public defender. That was basically Rothstein throwing him through the plate glass window. <laughs> or or was it Macho trying to dive to escape? <laughs> we'll never you. know. We will never know. Will you be serious? <laughs> but when it comes to their relationship, Vinny... And Mona Lisa, 
yeah. when they when they work themselves into an argument and then it turns them on, which of mm. course comes in at the end of the movie. But this thing about the faucets, yeah, is, the... yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna let play the audio of them. Off, it wouldn't drip. Okay. Maybe it's broken. Is that what you're saying? It's broken. Yeah, that's it. It's broken. I just have a thing with Joe Pesci. I have a thing with Joe Pesci sex scenes and Robert De Niro sex scenes. It's just ugh, like, <laughs> ugh. like for instance, ugh, like a casino. His sex scene, and this is how she backed them off. <laughs> like I just, ugh, ugh. and then I don't know if you ever saw the movie Jackie Brown. No. De Niro, De Niro has sex with um Bridget Bridget not Bridget Fonda. Yeah, Bridget Fonda. Ugh, ugh. It's like. Ugh. And this is kind of up there. Ugh. It's just it's the point where coming up where he like looks, he like looks her, he like eye fucks her up and down. It just. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I, I like how you're making De Niro sound like Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Oof. You sure? I'm positive. Positive. Maybe you didn't twist it hard enough. Ugh, like this, this, this level of foreplay just is like. Yeah. If you will look in the manual, you will see that this particular model faucet requires a range of ten to sixteen foot pounds of torque. I routinely twist maximum allowable torqueage. Well, how could you be sure you used sixteen foot pounds of torque? Because. I used a Craftsman model 1019 Laboratory Edition Signature Series torque wrench, the kind used by Caltech high-energy physicists and NASA engineers. Engineers. Well, in that case, mm-hmm. how could you be sure that's accurate? Because a split second before the torque wrench was applied to the faucet handle, it had been calibrated by top men. Oh, look at him. And Federal Department of Weights and Measures <laughs> to be dead on balls accurate. Here's a certificate it's an, it's of validation. It's an industry term. Right. <laughs> forget forget the fact that forget the fact that she's like she's like 27 when they're making this, and he's like 50. Ugh. Yeah. I guess the fucking thing is broken. Ah. Oh. Oh God! It just bothers me that look. I can't do Joe Pesci <laughs> sex scenes. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pause it right here. Oh no! You're ruining my life. <laughs> Pesci sucking face with oh, Tomei. It's yeah. so awful. Oh, it's so awful. Turn it off. The various ways in which he gets woken up at obscene hours. Is another, I'd say that that's the E or F story. <laughs> I love how we're making all those. We're, we're coming up with what what listing on the on the flow chart all the stories. <laughs> we're, we're storyboarding the movie for we're some reason. We're storyboarding the movie. Well, those two young men freshmen in the courtroom today. Yes, sir. Could you point them out for me, please, ma'am? They sit right there. <laughs> Sounds like my sounded like my Mima. <laughs> is this the car? Yes, it is. Thank you, ma'am. She wouldn't be able to see anything. Oh yeah. Even if it's up close. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. <laughs> Two. 
Oh, this this fucking guy it is grit. And it's grit. That's what I'm saying. This guy's this guy's me in 30 years. I'm making my breakfast. <laughs> I'm making my breakfast. The year is 2051. Keithy is testifying in a murder trial down in down in uh, Alabama. No, it would be like they can't get you to stop talking about your grit making methods. <laughs> and then when when the lawyer says, "Do the laws of physics cease to exist on your stove?" and I said, "Yes, they do." <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this last guy here, he looks like a leftover uh, that would appear in Joe Dirt eight years later. I believe he did. <laughs> Then he said, and then he said, there were blanks in those guns. Yeah. <laughs> there were blanks in that gun. <laughs> That's a line from Animal House. <laughs> it's taking it totally out of cut. Taking Bill Gambini's, uh, you know, answers to the police completely out of context because he's saying it in such a way like, I didn't hear that. You're saying that I murdered the clerk? I shot the clerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as Gambini's going to point out a little bit later, Vincent Gambini, that this thing was going to trial no matter what. He wasn't getting it thrown out beforehand because it's out of towners. Mm-hmm. Now, didn't I tell you next time you appear in my courtroom that you dress appropriately? You were serious about that? <laughs> See, I think part of it is he wants to go to prison for contempt because he gets a better night's sleep, which is a gag that we see a little bit later. Yes. Question. You knew you could ask questions, didn't you, Bill? Maybe if you put up some kind of a fight, you could have gotten the case. He <laughs> stand. See, right yeah. now, right now we're at the Survivor Series '91, and this is right after you know Marty got kicked in the or Marty kicked Sean in the face by mistake. Yeah. And. See, he's already, he's looking at him now. He's going to look at him. See, he looks at him and he's like, I can't wait to fucking stab you in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's very obvious that he is such an ill fit. Mm. But, you know, it, and he gets his ass bailed out at the end, which is, which is kind of sad. But at least he didn't flip. I'll, I'll give I'll give him credit. He didn't flip. He does feel like the kind of guy who would uh, testify and serve six years rather than uh, chance going through with the trial. Yeah. You know, you ragging on me is not going to give me any great spontaneous knowledge. Yeah. I recognize the Amco logo. Yeah. Oh, double A. MCO. I think I offended the Mako guy. <laughs> I like that she's doing her laundry in the sink. Well, there's not a lot of options in that town. No, there's not. He's got his Yankees shirt on that looks like it's a, it's yet another ringer shirt. Oh, mm. You don't feel good. You haven't slept much in three days. That's part of it. You know what it is? 
I'm, uh, I'm really scared. Mm. You should be. How the fuck did I get into this shit? I am glad that they have a scene where he kind of acknowledges the enormity of the situation instead of being a a comic character all the way through. You know what this scene is? This is the scene. This is the Rocky scene in the first Rocky where he's at, you know, he's laying in bed next to where he sits down next to Adrian in bed and he talks about how I just want to go the distance. No one's ever gone the distance with Apollo. That's what this scene is right here. It's very important. Very important character development wise. We're, we've been spending a lot of time talking about the craft of writing. In this oh my movie. god, this movie—this movie should have won the Oscar for screenplay and story or whatever. This is amazing. Yeah. I like how it's three o'clock in the morning. Who the fuck is up at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> well, I don't know. Alcoholics, the unemployable, <laughs> the unemployable. angry loners, <laughs> the unemployable. So- so he runs out in his underpants onto the balcony where it's a bunch of uh, livestock. Yeah. Parker's pork. He can't find a place to stay. It's amazing no. that he was effective at all, given how little sleep he was getting. Sure. Now here it is. You think that's what's happening? Look, I think we should meet with the public defender. There it is. See what he's like. If he's honest, then we should go with him. All right. I'm going to turn my back on you, Stan. And hopefully you and I will just keep rocking and rolling. Strutting As a tag team of the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Boy. That's death row in there. Thanks. He used to. Guy we fried last week. Took us three attempts and his head caught fire. (laughs) See, there's no money in budget to get it looked at. I say it'd be cheaper to get it fixed and keep running up them extra electric bills. (laughs) Here we are, the incomparable Austin Pendleton. Yeah, whose appearance in this kind of makes me uncomfortable in some ways. Um, <laughs> Why? I mean, I, I get the comedy of it, but I'm kind of uncomfortable laughing at it. <laughs> oh, well, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. My name is John Gibbons, and I'm um, an attorney in the public defender's office. Now, the evidence against you is pretty strong, so um, why don't you just tell me your side of the story? I also like how right right there he says the evidence against you is pretty strong, but then when Ralph Macchio sits down here with Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci's like, uh, no, they, when you look at the bricks, they're just like this, this then is this playing card. Like, yeah. He totally, he totally says that it's all circumstantial evidence and that's it. Yeah. I love it. He's um well he, he wants to go with the public defender. L- listen, Vin, I, I, I'm I'm going with the public defender too. 
see, I, <laughs> what he needs to understand is there's a certain set of incentives that the public defender does not have that a family member would. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's. I'm pretty sure that last week tonight with John Oliver was probably done one of those long segments on the inadequacy of public defenders, especially yes. in murder cases. Yes. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the contrast here is going to be interesting in how they Sorry, react to things. I what little experience you have with this. Are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. Look, maybe I could have handled the preliminary a little bit, okay? I admit it. But what's most important is winning the case. I could do it. I really could. Let me tell you how, okay? The DA's got to build a case. Building a case is like building a house. Each piece of evidence is just another building block. He wants to make a brick bunker of a building. He wants to use serious, solid-looking bricks like like these, right? Right. Let me show you something. He's going to show you the bricks. All right. Little note about this card trick that mm-hmm. he's he's about to do is he actually went ahead and learned the card trick instead of just kind of faking his way through it. Which oh, I found, really? Which I found interesting. Yeah, once, yeah. Again, once again, another note about the craft of acting. Sure. <laughs> I didn't realize that Pesci was such a, you know, a com- uh, what do you call it? A, com- a, complete- a completist Me- or a yeah, uh, method actor. Whatever. Yeah. He showed you they got straight sides. He showed you how they got the right shape. He showed them to you in a very special way so that they appear to have everything a brick should have. But there's one thing he's not going to show you. When you look at the bricks at the right angle, they're as thin as this playing card. His whole case is an illusion, a magic trick. It has to be an illusion because you're innocent. Nobody, Mm. I mean nobody, pulls the wool over the eyes of a Gambini, especially this one. Give me the chance. One chance. Let me question the first witness. If after that point you don't think that I'm the best man for the job, fire me then and there. I'll leave quietly. No grudges. All I ask is for that one chance. I think you should give it to me. <laughs> I like the childlike way in which he says that. You should give it to me? And then we got to grind the movie to a halt as... Yep. Uh, Stan complains about this. Stan complains about him ruining his match with Ric Flair. <laughs> I like that match because, first of all, there isn't any I, I'm sorry, I love you bullshit. And yeah, secondly, the fact that Sean is like unconscious on the outside, gets rolled in, and then Flair still decides to be a dick and put his feet on the ropes. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm sorry, I love you. You think he loved Ric Flair at that moment, too? Yeah. Yeah. And every time he makes something disappear, then he jumps on That's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting to think that before before Triple H had the had the ability to to have hero worship for Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair were probably running trains on some ring rats in 1992. 91-92. I I wonder you know that that'll be a question for Flair at some point. Was there was there a difference in the quality of the WCW versus the WWF ring rats? <laughs> like I, I don't know. The, these are things that 
I don't think anybody is bothered to ask for some reason. These are things that we need at a table for three. Yeah. Who's that table for three? Is it is it Stan Lane, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair? No, I, I, I'd really like to leave Shawn out of it. Yeah, but you, who else would have been? Who else is like notorious for? Oh, Bret Hart. We could have a Stan. You know, oh, well, yeah, every single chapter in Brett's books uh, book is like, eh, oh, it was a heartbreak losing the title to Yokozuna. But then I found some broad and banged her. <laughs> and then I went back to Julie. You know, then, that's, so right around, now we're oh, goals uh, around, comes around, Hunter. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't ready for the Julie Hart impersonation. <laughs> There, but here we got uh, what was it? JT holding up the yeah. uh, the dollar bills. Yeah, JT were... Rosero is holding up the money that you owe him, or that he owes you. What is it? Two hundred dollars. Bring it here. Let me see it. How do I know that's not a bunch of ones with a 20 wrapped around it? It's 200 bucks. Fan it out. Show it to me. (laughs) Yeah, right. See, that fellow's no good at the bullshit game. No. He just got totally exposed. Yeah. I I also like how... I, oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say it was sporting of Mona Lisa to allow him to have the light on to read. Especially since she's facing him in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she must be really into him. Mm-hmm. She keeps bailing him out. Well, she keeps bailing him out and she's talking about her biological clock later on. And mm-hmm. Mm. I don't understand why this train's going by this that that morning that early in the morning. Like that's just that's inappropriate. Well, for me, it's they don't have to run the alarm bells because of the level of traffic. I'm pretty sure that that's one piece of train safety regulation. I'd have to reach out to my friend Merrill on that. That used to be his field. Oh yeah, because they they don't have to blare the freaking horns at like 4:55 in the morning or whatever it is. At this yeah, uh, that's juncture. crazy. Because it wake it would literally wake up the whole city, unless this is so far on the outskirts. But Mona Lisa wonder, found it funny, at least. I wonder if that's just if that's if these are the only places they can find, because everybody else is in town for some kind of an, a, a comic con or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that in rural Alabama they were holding comic cons in 1992, like even before the San Diego one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the weirdest Comic Con ever. Everybody is Confederate man. <laughs> Everybody's dressed up like the Southern boys. <laughs> like the Dukes of Hazard cosplay. I mean, no, it was a Tracy Smothers and uh, who was the other, who was the other guy? Oh, uh, Steve Armstrong. Yeah, that noted Wyoming native. Yeah, yeah the Southern boys. All the while, he's laughing and smiling. And then afterwards, he asks me to go to lunch with him. Then he says to me, you know what? You'd be a good litigator. 
I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I don't know what a litigator is. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of becoming a lawyer. But this Judge Malloy was from Brooklyn, too. I mean, he did it. So all of a sudden, it seemed possible. So I went to law school. And from time to time, he would come by, see how I was doing, if I needed anything. He was a nice man. I mean, to go out of his way like that for me, you know? More character building. He wanted his son to follow in his footsteps, but he became a musician or something. Mm. I remember when I graduated, he was so proud of me. It's a great, That's quite a story. It's a great origin story for Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. Yes. Some case ahead of us here, huh? Oh, yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, well, I, I'd like to have a murder weapon. But other than that, I feel pretty good. Yeah, having the word having the murder weapon is gigantic in these cases, as was borne out in the OJ case, because no murder weapon was ever recovered. Mm. And now this is another of the famous scenes where he's palling it up, palling it yeah. up with the prosecutor. And yeah. they're gonna go, they're gonna go hunting together. Yep. Oh yeah. And he's got, he's a little concerned. He's much more concerned about his wardrobe in that situation than in the courtroom. He is. Yeah. But this is, this gives Mona Lisa the, the opportunity to, to give us the greatest analogy ever. Oh, yeah. I think of it every time I see the deer on my street, the three of them. Guns on the hunt. It's a bonding thing, you know? Show them I'm one of the boys. He's not going to let me look at his files, but, you know, maybe he'll relax enough to drop his guard so that I can finesse a little information out of him. What am I going to wear? What are you going to hunt? I don't know. He got, uh, he's got a lot of stuffed heads in his office. Heads? What kind of heads? I don't know. He got a boar, a beer, a couple of deer. Whoa, you're going to shoot a deer? A deer? A deer? <laughs> a deer? This is another one that my brother does. My brother does this. Perfect. This is his, it's his, it's his most perfect impression is this line, is this scene right here. This is, this, this is uh, definitely some Marianne from Brooklyn stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not not to, not to keep bringing up this ah, with... ah, 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 with... <laughs> I don't know. I suppose. I mean, I'm a man's man. I could go deer hunting. A sweet, innocent, harmless, leaf-eating, doe-eyed little deer. Hey, Lisa, I'm not going to go out there just to wimp out, you know? I mean, the guy will lose respect for me. Would you rather have that? The hoof. What about these pants I got on? You think they're okay? Oh! Imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along, you get thirsty, you spot a little brook, you put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Now, the best part of that, the best part of that is when she goes, bam, and you look at and it cuts the camera cuts back to friggin Pesci and he's got this 
oh, like wide open mouth, like <laughs> literally deer in a headlights look. Yes. <laughs> I love that pot. Oh, it's the best pot. Oh. Not only do I think about it when I see the deer, I think about it when I have a question about whether I should wear a certain pair of pants or not. <laughs> like, is it is anybody anybody gonna anybody gonna you know care if I'm wearing a certain kind of khaki or whatever? Although when I was working in Connecticut, not the last time, but a month ago, uh, I forgot to change into my dress shoes, and I I didn't realize it until like four o'clock, and uh, and then I was just like, eh, who looks at a man's shoes? <laughs> And and on and on that note, we're we're gonna take a break, okay. and coming up after, I'll probably insert a commercial or the tra well or the trailer or some such thing, because okay. we're exactly the halfway point of the movie. So yes. take a moment, regroup, and we'll be right back with more. My cousin Vinny. Not since Perry Mason has a lawyer been so daring, counselor. Not since General Custer. The name looks a murder. Has an outcome been so clear? Try them. They needed the best. How long have you been practicing? Almost six weeks. Whoa! What they got was... The two Utes. Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. My Cousin Vinny. What is a Ute? Rated R. Starts Friday, March 13th at theaters everywhere. All right, we're back now. I'm going to hit play on the second half of the movie, which I know that it, it's not like... Well, the le when we did Goodfellas, I had to flip over the disc because mm. it was prehistoric, and it was yes. right when Spider got killed by Tommy. And for this one, it was G Vincent Gambini having the argument with Mona Lisa in the in the room about going to shoot a deer, right? <laughs> a baby deer. You know, there's a great deleted scene in this movie that they left out, and I've only seen it in trailers, but it's. It's him actually like going hunting and there's a scene where like Joe Pesci fires his rifle and I think it's the gag where he gets blown back by the rifle. Yeah. And it's a great deleted scene and it upsets me that you never get to see that. Like they never put that in when it's on TV. It's kind of a good gag scene. I'm looking at the uh, DVD box now. I'm always interested in what the blurb is. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy over the top critic blurbs of movies. Like mm -hmm. when the ladies man came out and it was like the Hollywood reporter, Tim Meadows has never been funnier. <laughs> like, I love, I love stuff like that. But here we get us magazine fast and funny from first joke to last. <laughs> I don't know why I read that in the Farley voice from the Zagat's uh, skits on SNL. Day and night. He talks each word getting more useless than the next. <laughs> And Sorry. Mona Lisa Mona Lisa has to explain the whole concept of discovery to <laughs> Well, I like how she understands discovery from reading the Alabama statute law book. I can't believe that Gambini passed the bar in New York without understanding the concept of discovery. That is one discrepancy in this movie, I think. Is his lack of knowledge as a lawyer? No, it's it's it, it just basic, very, very basic concepts that yes. somebody who passed the New York bar would have to know. Unless he unless he's passing the bar like I pass my 
certification tests at work. Not my actual certification for what I proctor exams for. This is for like my yearly, I have to do my yearly review stuff every year where I have to like, you know, I have to pass my fire safety exam and all that, you know, basically shit I don't even have to do anymore because I work at home all the time. And yeah. what happens when you take the test, if you get an answer wrong, when you finish the test, it gives you the correct answer to select the next time around. So yes. maybe that's how he's passing the bar. <laughs> I think the New York bar exam is a little bit more sophisticated than that. Although, did you did you notice something in the background with the at the Joe Dirt guy's house? He actually bought premium saltines, so he oh. didn't buy this. He didn't buy the store brand. I was kind of impressed by that. Well, if anybody that eats saltines knows, you got to go with saltines and not the store bought brand. Mm. I like the jury selection process in this movie. Yes. Robin convenience store. This lady's got a lot of fire for him. Most cowardly fashion. Yes. Shooting the clerk in the back. Now, if sufficient evidence is offered to prove these facts, you think you could uh, fry them? Fry. Well, they, they always want to fry people. They want to fry everything in the South. Whether it's yeah. food, uh, defendants, whoever. That looks like a pretty dangerous space heater in the judges' uh, chambers there. He's got a full fire burning in there. Yeah. Have you ever well, played chess by yourself? No. <laughs> it feels like I have played Connect Four by myself, but those, those are practice <laughs> sessions. <laughs> I, I like to do my, my two strategies in Connect Four are the inside out strategy and then the outside in strategy. Mm. And they, they, they can compete against each other. Usually ends up in a draw. Yes. I, I'm, I'm never able to outsmart myself. No. Well, that's good. I uh, The only game I ever seem to play by myself uh, for practice is Yahtzee. And, yeah. And that's about Yacht, it. Yahtzee by yourself? Yeah. I'll play. I have a Yahtzee app on my phone that I play by myself, you know, while I'm in the bathroom. And it's it, you could play against the computer, mm. but I don't like to play against the computer because I always feel that the computer is going to win regardless, yeah. you know? The guy rolls his first roll is three ones, and then he magically gets the other two. So it's Yahtzee. It's like, give me a break. So here is the beginning okay. of the Jerry Callow chron Chronicles. Jerry Gallo. Oh, Joey Gallo, the the outfielder for the Yankees you know, or free Yankees, agent. Yeah. I I can't remember. The I think he's a free agent. I think he's a free agent after he's the year. Yeah. Jerry Gallo. By the next time we record, there'll be a baseball lockout going on. It'll feel like uh, <laughs> high school all over again. Thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the man is a seriously accomplished lawyer. He checks up on this guy. His name will show up all over the place. Mm, his name was in the papers all last week. I saw that. You didn't actually read the articles. <laughs> no. It's too bad. Why is that? Because he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's not fucking dead. No, he's dead, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. This outfit of her, this outfit choice of hers is not very good for this part of the movie. What's the matter with you? Oh, you don't like that? I, I think don't like looks, this. I think it looks so unique that I'm actually kind of turned on by the backless window dress. Okay, hold on a minute. I didn't say anything about the fact of the, that it's form-fitting perfectly and then it's got a backless... It's the... It's the flower outfit. I don't like the flower designs. I am in the dark here with all this. Although there are two flowers right on her ass, and that's kind of nice. So yeah. I can't help. I can't help. I can't. You lent me a little camera. 
in flames, and you're bringing me with you, and I can't do anything about it. And? Well, I hate to bring it up because I know you got enough pressure on you already. But we agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. Meanwhile, ten years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister, is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this. And the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. <laughs> Lisa, I don't need this. I swear <laughs> to God, I do not need this right When reached for comment, Krusty the Clown said, I didn't need this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does, have, he does have a lot of problems. He does, but ten years is a long time to be stringing along a girl and a and a fiance. You know? Yeah. Who's he? Who's he think he is? Chris? Jesus. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That was a bit of a cheap shot. <laughs> That's a good shot, though. Do you remember my speech at Chris's wedding when I said, "I remember when Chris first told me about Sarah," and I was like, "Now don't rush in anything, man." And then the whole the whole room laughed. This whole thing's been going on for so long. His original best man was Fred Flintstone. <laughs> that was a good one. It's a bad time to bring it up. <laughs> There's a certain Z Cavaricci vibe to some of Vinny's gear. <laughs> I, I love how when we watch wrestling, I just want to talk about gear, but then I watch a movie and I just want to talk about the clothes as well. well who, who am I, uh, Rockwell or whatever that guy's name is? Uh, don't forget, the writer. Don't forget, Z Cavaricis was the style at the time. It was, yes. No onion on his belt, though. Nope. I like how he tries to slam the gun shut, like he's like like he's uh, Dirty Harry. Yeah, look at me. Uh, I'm the Oklahoma kid. <laughs> you, oh, you motherfucking you varmints. I know. I like how he, he, he runs out, too, and just shoots blindly into the dark. Like, he could have killed somebody. He could have killed Spider. He could have he could have rick, ricocheted off one of the support beams and hit him. Yeah. And now they finally get some sleep sleeping in the friggin' car. Nobody has had worse luck with hotels than him, although... The two times that I've stayed in Norwalk, Connecticut, all you freaking hear is is horns from cars. Even when I stayed on the eighth floor, I could still freaking hear the horns from Route 1 outside. <laughs> kind of a dumb move by him to park in a field because, you know, if you park on pavement, you're not going to get, you know, stuck. And he knew about getting stuck in the mud from the conversation earlier. Well, I my thought my thought behind it is that he he had to drive far enough away from the screech owl that he was able to. Now wait, here's another thing with the thing. Watch, ready? He pushes what? the jacket and he goes, "This fucking jacket." Just again, it leads me to believe that that jacket is way too heavy. <laughs> See, I, I'm much more used to getting stuck in snow and ice and all that. I'm just glad that I have a vehicle now that has uh, four-wheel drive so that I can be helped. I have some assistance in such situations. Mm. <laughs> Pratt fall number one. He's, he's selling like Mr. Perfect there. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, that's a lot of mud. Look at that guy's poor Nikes are all brown now. Oh, there's Pratt fall number yep. two. It's a very Bobby Heenan-esque pratfall, I should yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine Bobby Heenan? I mean, Bobby Heenan isn't ethnically Italian, but I would love him in one of these movies, like mm -hmm. 1989 Bobby Heenan as like a fish-out-of-water lawyer. 
Yes. <laughs> I like how we're booking Bobby Heenan to be this like major Hollywood player. Like five, I, six I, years I, after he's dead. I want to book Bobby Heenan's Hollywood career from eighty nine to ninety four in such a way that he becomes the manager of the casino in casino. <laughs> he basically gets Rickles' role. Uh, consider he, that consider that a preview of the casino podcast that we will eventually do. Eventually. Hey, I mean next next one is the 80th GFA Live. Maybe we should do it then. Oh. Ooh. Can we do two back-to-back Joe Pesci movies? <laughs> we we could do movies. Yeah. We could do we could do multiple Joe Pesci movies. Except yeah. Home Alone, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now that's clearly not Joe Pesci punching the guy. Just I want you to know that. Joe Pesci hit him with a cross body block. It was either that or a flying burrito. I can't. I can't quite tell. He hit him with the flying burrito, Jess, and he definitely knocked him the fuck out. Hmm. The, the whole store's closed for the flu. Joe Joe Pesci, the, the greatest Italian worker this side of Chief J Strongbow. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a store and had the whole store be closed for some reason? Oh, I'm sure that that is that has happened to me where. Oh, it was supposed to be open, and and it's not. But I don't think necessarily because of the flu. Although, COVID nineteen. Well, I don't yes. know if I don't know if that has happened. But I've looked up menus for a brewery, and then finding out, yeah, the brewery is closed today because one person tested positive, and we have to, mm. you know, be sure. So now I have a question for you. Another yes. question. This is related to the movie. Do you think that this would have happened in real life, that they would have been pausing the trial, waiting for him to show up? And I'm just asking this because I don't know. I think it was more that he was only a few minutes late rather than absurdly late. Okay. You mocking me with that outfit? Mocking you? No, I'm not mocking you, Judge. Then explain that outfit. 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 I bought a suit. I don't know if you could see by his sideburns, but you you can kind of see the the strips lifting his face. Uh, It's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. You can't unsee it. Kind of upsets me now. You've seen it. Now it's covered in mud. This town doesn't have a one-hour cleaner, so I had to buy a new suit. Except that the only store you could buy a new suit in has got the flu. You get that? The whole store got the flu. So I had to get this in a second-hand store. So it's either wear the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you. Now, that's a completely plausible scenario. It is. And for the judge to then ask him if he's on drugs and then be like, I don't like your attitude. Like, that's totally unnecessary. Judge I, I, I feel that they could hit that. Uh, it's one of my talking points for this movie is yes. where you if they were convicted, where you could hit the judge on the appeal. Because yeah. usually, you know, in the appeals process, it's procedural stuff. Yes. And I think there there is a certain prejudicial attitude towards the defense attorney. I'm holding you in contempt of court. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. <laughs> What'd you say? What, what did I say? What? <laughs> what, what? I said, what did I say? What? what? <laughs> I like how the judge kind of forgets what. He's, no, no. He's got that look on. He's got that look where he's like, I know what I heard. 
but I can't prove that I heard what I heard, so I have to assume I didn't hear what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that look was right there. Because, again, that's something that could be brought up on the appeal. I mean, it would be sure. hilarious. But yeah. Prosecutor's opening argument isn't as entertaining as uh, uh, Vinny's opening argument. Yes, which he, I, does have the, he does use the word hyenas, which I always hi, like. Hyenas, yes. Hyenas crime. I believe I saw something that the reason why it's pronounced that way is because either he or the writer of the movie heard that word pronounced that way in the South. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's possible. Probably by a local eccentric. <laughs> a, local, a local hick eccentric? A local hick cop? <laughs> yeah, it would be funny if the boss man was involved in this somehow. If boss man plays the role that D-Day is playing. What if the Mountie came in and was... What if the Mountie was playing the uh, FBI agent later on? <laughs> Well, when, when, You're not it, talking about a local hit cop. In the scenes in prison, they used actual prison guards. <laughs> no, they really did. <laughs> they should have been a boss man. Well, it's not Cobb County, Georgia, so that's why. Yeah, I mean, it's Cobb County, Georgia is very close to Atlanta, so it's actually more sophisticated than one might think. Is it Atlanta in Cobb County, or is Atlanta its own? Cobb County is to like the north and west of Atlanta. That's where the Braves play now, but it's probably about ten to fifteen miles north of north and west of the downtown Atlanta. There it is, hyenas again. This hyenas crime. <laughs> okay, Mister Gam, Mister Counselor, you wish to make an open statement? <laughs> now, see, this is good mind games. Yeah. He's sleeping because he knows that everything that guy just said was bullshit. Well, <laughs> I saved the video of this and I'm, I I use it as a reply on Twitter as needed. Uh, everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Objection, Your Honor. Counsel's statement is argument. Objection sustained. The entire open statement, with the exception of thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The uh, jury will please disregard counsel's entire open statement. And you, Mr. Gambini, you will not use that kind of language in my court. You understand me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he didn't throw a second account of a, a second count of attempt on him. Mm, that is true. Yeah. I mean, he threatens him with two counts of attempts for not saying not guilty. Yeah. Well, now we get the uncomfortable part of the movie where the public defender talks and I'm just like. You feel it's uncomfortable. Okay. You said it's uncomfortable. Who said that this is bringing heat on me? I never said this was bringing heat on you. Well, now. Ladies and gentlemen of the. I love this guy. On, on, on January 4th of this year, my client did indeed uh, visit the Sack of Suds. Um, 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 
um, um, convenience store. But, but. You, you can see in the jurors' box, Vern Gagne wasn't happy about being touched by the, the defense attorney. <laughs> that guy does remind me of Vern Gagne. Well, it's because Austin Pendleton isn't a uh, a real athlete, you know, an <laughs> Olympic caliber Olympic caliber athlete. They should have gotten. They should have gotten Vern to be one of the jurors here. What was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> they should have got this guy from Minnesota to do uh, just play a juror just, from Alabama. Just a cameo, so that <laughs> what is this? What is this movie like? Thirty years later, we can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't um, kill anyone. He he. Uh, um, uh, Good job. Uh, Good job, Stan. We we intend to prove that the prosecution's case is circumstantial. <laughs> yes. And and oh. well, it would have been uh, only months after the Sid variant was released upon the world. Exactly. I mean, uh, this kind of goes to an issue, you know, that I kind of alluded to earlier, where public defendants aren't exactly our public defenders. You're not exactly getting a top-notch guy, and if you're on trial for murder, you'd like to think you can do better. <laughs> yeah, you hope. Yeah. Uh, coincidental. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> well, another thing, too, is that when he interviews the first witness... Well, I, I'll wait. I'll wait because I know that's coming yeah. up. So I'll that's wait. true. Yeah. I heard a gunshot, so I looked out the window and I seen them two boys run out, get into their car, and drive off like maniacs. The tires screeching, smoking, going uh, up on the curb. Is this the car? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. No further questions, John. Your witness. All right, well, now he gets his opportunity to talk to the All right. witness, like you said. Mr. Tipton, now, when you viewed my clients, how far away were you? About 50 feet. Oh, now, do you think that that's close enough to make an accurate... I... Identification? Yes. Sure. Tipton, I see you wear eyeglasses. Never, never ask a question to a, a, a defense attorney should never ask a question unless he knows what the answer is going to be. Absolutely. It's one of the central tenets of, I did take, I did take a law class, one law class in my life. No. And that's one of the things that you learn very early on. Identification and 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 yet you were not wearing your necessary prescription eyeglasses. They're reading glasses. This guy is not doing his due diligence here. He's do, he's doing a terrible job and uh, makes Stan look even worse for bringing this guy in. Well, he did exactly what Stan was saying earlier, where he goes. Suppose he asks all the questions, and then the guy has all the answers. Yeah. 
you know, you have to think of a way to phrase the question to get the answer that you want that will help your defense. Yep. And this guy does not grasp that concept. Now, no. Gambini, being being from the streets, he, he understands what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gambini, your witness. And now, now he gets to question a witness. You notice if you, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but uh, he's sleeping during the yes. during yeah, examination. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. So he's still sleeping. <laughs> I love it. Their car into the sack of suds. What angle was your point of view? They was kind of walking toward me when they entered the toward me. And when they left, what angle was your point of view? They was kind of walking away from me. Walking away from me. So would you say you got a better shot at them going in and not so much coming out? You could say that. I did say that. Would you say that? Yeah. You piece of shit. The two youths. The two what? <laughs> this is the sizzle reel. What was that word? Youths. Uh, what word? Two what? Two what? what? Huh? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a youth? <laughs> Excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. <laughs> He's a fucking dick. <laughs> that is youths. Is a word that you put in like the newspaper, like yeah. news newspaper articles. Like that, that's how you refer to the you know underage minor who, yeah. you know, might have graffitied a wall or something. Yeah, the two youths. <laughs> is it possible the two defendants entered the store? <laughs> the, the eye, the eye contact there is amazing. It's like, all right, all right. The contempt. Then two different men drive up in a similar. No, no, no. I'm not done yet. Wait till you hear the Don't shake your head. It's like no, no, no. Two different men drive up in a similar car. Go in, shoot the clerk, rob him, and then leave. No, they didn't have enough time. Well, how much time was they in the store? Five minutes. Five minutes? Are you sure? Did you look at your watch? No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You testified earlier that the boys went into the store and you had just begun to make breakfast. You were just ready to eat and you heard a gunshot. That's right. right. I'm sorry. So obviously it takes you five minutes to make breakfast. That's right. Right. So you knew that. Uh, Do you remember what you had? Eggs and grits. Eggs and grits. Eggs and grits. I like grits too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you cook your grits? You like them regular, creamy or al dente? Al dente. Just regular, I guess. Regular. Instant grits? No self-respect and suddenly uses instant grits. He's awesome because he asks him, like, the al dente question. Yeah. If he had said al dente, it could have been been possible that that breakfast was done in time. That is true, yes. Five minutes is still very quick, but if Mm -hmm. he had said regular or if he had said al dente, he could have been like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Grit eating world. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm a fast cook, I guess. I'm sorry. I was all the way over here. I couldn't hear you. Did you say you're a fast cook? That's it? That's it. Are we to believe that boiling water soaks into a grit faster in your kitchen than on any place on the face of the earth? <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, perhaps the laws of physics cease mm. to exist on your stove. Mm-hmm. Were these magic grits? This is where the prosecutor could say badgering the witness and yeah. raise raise the objection, but he doesn't mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Did you buy them from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? Uh, there you go. Objection sustained. Are you sure about that five minutes? Are you sure about that five minutes? I don't know. I think you made your point. Are you sure about that five minutes? The best part is the judge saying, I think you made your point. Because yes. he, right there, he it it, it 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 happens as a similar thing in um, A Few Good Men, where the judge is like, the witness is an expert, and he's just giving you his expert medical opinion. And it's like, when the judge says that, you know you're fucked. <laughs> and that movie came out the same year as this, 92. Did it really? Yeah. Well, there you go. And he's going back to prison so he can get a decent night's sleep. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is don't forget, he's not only is he used to sounds of violence and and, 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 and ruckuses going on, yeah. but he's also he's so fucking jazzed now that he did something right. Oh, yeah. It was he's a huge, like, huge confidence builder. Yes. So now he's like, I know exactly what I got to do now. And it's uh, he's going to bring the pain the following day. And uh, what is this brown stuff on the windows? Dirt. Dirt? What is this rusty, dusty, <laughs> dirty-looking thing over your window? It's a screen. A screen. It's a screen. And what There's Vern again, front row, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yep. From the window of your kitchen to the sack of suds. What do we call these big things? <laughs> Trees? <laughs> Trees, that's right. Don't be afraid to shout them right out when you know. Now, what are these thousands of little things that are on trees? Leaves. Leaves. <laughs> Leaves. And these bushy things between the trees. Bushes. Bushy, bushy things. things. So, Mr. Bushes. Grant, you could I mean, this is this is how you chip away at a prosecution's case. It's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. This crud-covered screen, these trees with all these leaves on them, and I don't know how many bushes. It's like five. Uh-uh. Don't forget this one and this one. Uh-uh. Seven bushes. Seven bushes. So, bushes. Is it possible you just saw two guys in a green convertible and not necessarily these two particular guys? Well, I suppose. I'm finished with this guy. <laughs> well, that that's a very informal way of saying I am I am <laughs> I am done questioning the witness. Yeah. You're out. <laughs> Were you wearing your glasses? Yes, I was. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty textbook, and I think it's a, a lot of what he learned growing up in Brooklyn or whatever How long you been wearing glasses? in the yeah, streets. He's 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 applying it here, and it's it's brilliant. He is, but I guess it was just a whole lifetime of kangaroo court. Yes. 
Although his tie here, because he had to buy ties with a either a bicycle or a motorcycle on it. Oh, is it? I thought it was like a like a spin like a spinning wheel, like a spindle. You know, like the thing Rumpelstiltskin used. Yeah. No, it's a full. It looks like a full bike. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was a that was just the wheel where they're making threads. Yeah. Now, how far were the defendants from you when you saw them entering the sack of suds? About a hundred feet. A hundred feet. Would you hold this, please? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Good thing they have a 100-foot courtroom. Okay. Mm. This is 50. Feet. Okay, it's 50. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. You know who looks great in this shot? Is uh, Mona Lisa Vito. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you've now flipped. You, now that she's no, her outfit she has on right here is fabulous. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's her outfit choices, not her. Marissa Tomei is, without a doubt, one of the most beautiful beauties ever in Hollywood. Beautiful beauties as opposed yeah. to the ugly beauties. Yes. Holding up. Let the record show that counselor's holding up two fingers. Yana, please, huh? Now that's actually that is something else that they could hit on the appeal. Mm-hmm. Why did why did the judge feel compelled to say that before the defendant answered the question? Right. I mean, he's a little overbearing. I mean, you know. I think it's probably a, an issue with judges in a lot of jurisdictions. Oh, but. yeah, because when you're a judge in, like, those small towns, you're about as powerful as, like, a preacher would have been in, like, the 50s. Yeah, I, like he, and he's very prejudicial towards this guy because he's from New York. This is basically like the wrestling wars all over again. WWF tries to expand into the South, and <laughs> this guy is calling up TBS saying, bring back my Gordon Soli wrestling. And the irony of it all is just like with the WWF, the owner of the WWF was from North Carolina. This guy was educated in Yale, which is in Connecticut. Well, I thought you were going to say they're both named Vinny, but (laughs) that felt like the obvious one. Yeah. Sorry. Now, Mrs. Riley and only Mrs. Riley. How many fingers am I holding up now? Oh, look at her right there. Oh, yeah, she looks fantastic. Oh. Now, how would you approach that? Would you hold up the same number of fingers, not expecting them to guess the same number? Or how would you think this through? I mean, the only other finger, the only other option he could have done was hold up one. Because, I mean, she's going to have to know if he held up three. She's not going to say six. Yeah, and you can't say you five. Can't, yeah, you can't hold up four because she's not going to guess eight. So right. unless he unless he brings out a second hand, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even a third or fourth hand. <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, Eighteen. <laughs> what do you think now, dear? Thinking of getting thicker glasses. Those are like some of the thickest glasses I've ever seen. I'm glad that he didn't really do much more to embarrass her. Like, she was a nice old lady. Yeah, yeah. She, he didn't want to job her out completely. Yeah. I like the competition. You like competition, too? Makes things yeah. fun, doesn't it? I'm enjoying myself so far. 
One one thing about this movie that, that I enjoy is the kind of congenial relationship between the prosecutor and him and Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not a bad guy. I mean, he's the prosecutor. He's mistaken, Tra- Mr. Trava. But you know, the fact that he, you know, he's confident and all, but he doesn't rub it in Vinny's face. Well, and I think that goes back to the character development of him where he said like yeah. I was a defense lawyer for most of my life. Yeah. He's like, and then I realized I was getting a really bad guy off of some nasty charges. And he go mm-hmm. and he said he's he slept more comfortable ever since switching over. I mean, I would have to imagine that most prosecutors, and this is a very this is a very vague statement, but I don't think most prosecutors I think most prosecutors are going by whatever the police and their, you know, evidence collection is brought to them. Mm. And they make the determination that a case is worthy enough to be going to trial. Like, I don't ever I don't ever think that they're like being that they just pick somebody and say, let's just fuck this guy over. You know what I mean? Well, (laughs) I could be wrong there. I think that there have been instances of that, particularly in the South, particularly if the defendant's skin color is different than the. Hold on, Skip wait. I'm living in. Uh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at this through the through the white eyes of my white bubble. I apologize. Uh, you're you're, yeah, that, you're correct. Yeah, that's north. That's northern Keith. Um, <laughs> that's, northern, yeah, that's we, northern white Keithy. <laughs> you need you need to tap into southern Keith. <laughs> like I I want you to tap into the southern black man within you. Okay. I know that sounds like that sounds like what's his name from Arrested Development. Uh, <laughs> Tobias. Let me, let me take off my my f- fat masking secretary pants and put on my fat forming therapist pants. You know, I've often been afraid that one time I'm going to be hanging out with you and you're just going to pull your face in a, in a mask and you're going to reveal yourself to be Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Either that or I'm going to be Gene Parmesan. One of the one of the two. Ah, Gene. All right. So Gene. we got. Mr. Mr. Wilbur, George Wilbur on the stand now, the automotive expert. And I haven't pa- pissed off. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. I haven't Look paused. All right. I, I haven't paused on Wilbur. And uh, it's kind of unfortunate. His eyebrows are, are an absolute mess. The dude needs yeah. eyebrow oh, grooming. Dude, this seriously. You know how the other day when we were talking about Ted DiBiase's heavy breathing. Yes. And you were like, oh, my God, I'm it's you were like, this is why I do this podcast with you is because you're probably the only other person to have noticed that I am. I have always noticed that he has the wackiest eyebrows in this particular scene. It, they're almost like devil horns. Yeah, they're uh, they're running wild. There. Yeah, they're running wild like Hulkamania. <laughs> now, this would not be the last time he would appear in something famous in a courtroom setting because, you know, as part of a trial, because do you know what he later did? Like in real life or in a movie? In, in, a, in a movie or television show. Um, no, what, right. does, he, what does he, he show up? He was the district attorney in the final episode of Seinfeld. Oh, yes, that's right. He is. Yeah. He's the one that throws the book at them. Yeah, which, I mean, the Seinfeld finale at the time, I was okay with. But, God, it, I mean, as time has gone along, it's like you could tell why Jerry wanted to end the show at season nine. There's there's certain things that were kind of going inside. Like the Puerto Rican Day episode is like two from the end, and that one yeah. isn't really that good either. 
you know, you know, I, last night we were watching we were watching Seinfeld, and it was the one where uh, the doll episode, where the maestro and the pool room and all that stuff, and we're watching that episode, and it, to me, I'm. I'm losing my mind because there's so many amazing things in that episode. I mean, forget the fact that Estelle Costanza is without a shadow of a doubt, my mother, like that is my mother to a T. <laughs> like I could absolutely see myself out to lunch with a doll that looks like my mother. And she would be yelling at me about wearing a shirt. That's five <laughs> years old, like 100%. And the best part about that at the end is when Frank pulls the head off the doll and he's like, what do you think about that? No, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. And it just it just Seinfeld was so friggin good. Like they they dude, the more I watch the finale, the more I love it. Oh, really? Oh, I love the, that show. The reason why I had a soft spot for it for a long time, and this is no pun intended, is uh, the, the large comedian, John Panette, uh, oh, sure. who, who is the guy who gets carjacked. Well, mm. he, he went to the same high school as me. Now, obviously, he graduated 15 years before. He had a comedy career, a, a pretty good stand-up career, but I know he died like 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, he was he, so the the expert witness for the press, the automotive expert witness, who kind of gets caught by surprise, as we know. <laughs> and he's you know going through his credentials and, and everything. May we approach the bench, please? If you wish. All right. Now, this this is the number one thing I would bring up on an appeal. If these guys have been convicted, this whole sequence is what I would bring up on the appeal. Okay. When they when the two approach the bench. I object to this witness being called at this time. We've been given no prior notice he'd testify. No discovery of any tests he's conducted or reports he's prepared. And as the court is aware, the defense is entitled to advance notice of any witness who will testify, particularly those who will give scientific evidence so that we could properly prepare for cross-examination, as well as to give the defense an opportunity to have the witnesses' reports reviewed by a defense expert who might then be in a position to contradict the veracity of his conclusions. Yes, sir. That is a lucid, intelligent, well-thought-out objection. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. Overruled. No. Absolutely, it is a valid objection. And from a procedural perspective, you could poke away at that. That would be number one on grounds for appeal. I hate mm. to sound like a law professor during this because I'm not. And I know it's been pointed out by others. But I think it's something that even if you had a rudimentary understanding of how trial law works, you would yeah. you would point to that first. But it's like on what grounds? I guess a judge doesn't have to really give grounds, right? When they when they overrule or they sustain something, like what grounds is he saying overruled to that objection? Just because he wants to hear the medical advice? Yes, I I believe so. But he is mistaken because the defense is entitled to know of the witness. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the prosecution any- can't call the surprise witness, like Mona Lisa said earlier. Mm-hmm. If at any rate, if at anything, he should have he should have discontinued the case for that day to give Vincent LaGuardia Gambini time to get a defense witness. Yes, you would basically have a recess probably yeah. for the rest of the day is, I think, how you'd run this. Look at me. I'm second guessing a freaking fictional trial judge. 
<laughs> what a life. What a life I've led. What kind of lives are we leading? <laughs> we're not men. No, we are not. <laughs> oh, we're going back to Seinfeld now? Yeah. I've been watching Seinfeld on Netflix, but I've been kind of jumping around like spot picking. Like I watched the Thanksgiving one the other day with Woody Woodpecker and all that. You know, you're a real troublemaker. <laughs> my brother, my, my brother, another one of my, I mean, we love this movie in my house, but another one of my brother's favorite things to do is to go, ah, identical. He loves doing that. <laughs> I respectfully request a full day's continuance to go over all this stuff. Request denied. Thanks a lot. There it is. Yeah. He, he should have gotten a full day. I'd like to speak to you in my chambers. Especially since he just got information about him being a dead man. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a he's very good at uh, lawyers have to be good at thinking on their feet. Mm. And Vincent Gambini, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini is very good at thinking on his feet. Yeah. You mean Jerry Callow? Yeah. Gallo with a G. That's right. Jerry Gallo's dead. I'm aware of that. Well, I'm not <laughs> Jerry Gallo. I'm Jerry Callow. C A L L O. This judge is like, I've had just about enough of this bullshit. Yeah. All right, let's wind this down. <laughs> That's what that look is right there. He's like, I've just, I've had enough of this bullshit. <laughs> I should probably get you a judicial robe. <laughs> I, I think you'd look good in a judicial robe. Uh, have I have I have I fallen that far down yet that I'm into robes and moos? <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough I wear sweatpants all the time. <laughs> I'm wearing. I wear the male equivalent of yoga pants every day. Mm. So he's going to call back after three, and at this point, I believe it is about one o'clock. Yeah. Oh yeah. So win this case in the next ninety minutes. So it's one thirty, and he's going to go to lunch. And this is one of the few, one of the continuity errors in the movie is. Yeah. When you see him eating, you can see a clock in the background. It's kind of like when Homer gets interviewed by Rock Bottom. Mm. <laughs> Whereas her sweet can and the clock keeps moving <laughs> in both directions. I thought, I thought you were going to say the continuity is that his waitress in this is also one of the jurors in the trial. Well, that too. Yes, that that is a problem. <laughs> her sweet can is so sweet can. <laughs> I mean, you could also say that maybe that woman was uh, a twin. Oh, okay. Oh. And it's 12.55 on the bank. It's always a bank clock. Was it a bank clock? I thought that was a gas station. The price of gas was two fifty five a gallon, which well, I was just going to say would be would very be, high. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that back then. It was always in the ones at that point. Yes. I don't think I experienced $2 a gallon gas until like 2002. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't very long before it went from $2 a gallon to $3 a gallon. And then, well, after Katrina, I remember that it was appearing about high fours or even five, which mm. sucked because I worked in an industry where I'm, you know, contracting delivery drivers and trying to stay on a budget. Oh, the many lives you've led. I did a couple of seconds ago. Thank you. Ah, here's a good one of the tire marks. Can we get any farther away? Now, not that you, not at this upcoming here, you're going to have a picture, and not that you can see anything. Well, I want to, sh- yeah. hold on, I want to show it, you know, when, when it gets to it. Okay. Why didn't I think of that? Here's one of me reading. 
She has a lot of patience, but I think it's because she's been with men like this all her life. Here it is. Look, right, right there. From. If you pause this, well, you have to yes. go back to the picture. It's, I, you can, what, in the shower where yeah, he's... You can't, you can't see Joe Pesci's dick, but you can clearly see like the outline of Joe Pesci's bush. Yeah. <laughs> I just, okay. I just find that really funny. <laughs> well, kind of lost my spot. Kind of lost my spot there for a second, right. but... Uh, no, you're all right. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll pause it again on Pesci in the shower. Right, ready? Again, since I know that that's what you want to see. <laughs> well, that is very strange, yes. Uh, why are you looking at his dick? I don't, I don't understand that. Not only that, but look at the look on his face. Like, <laughs> I remember one time we went to... Uh, we went up to we went to see the Pats play Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I think I had told you it was me and Bob Heck, Bob Heck Entertainment, and then um, this guy Jimmy that we used to hang out with, not DJ Jimmy, another Jimmy, and uh, we took a bus and we went up to we actually stayed in Toronto, uh, Niagara Falls, right? And um, for some reason, the room that we had, the bathroom had like all these windows. That would like open up and you could like open. I, I guess it was so that you could take like a maybe like a hot tub bath or something or a jacuzzi. There might have been a jacuzzi and you could open up and see like out to the out to the the falls. Maybe I don't remember yeah. really. But all I remember was like Bob went in to go take a dump and like Jimmy kept like opening the windows and taking pictures of Bob on the toilet. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing, man? I was like, leave the guy alone. He's just got to take a shit. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of like right here. Like, she's in there taking pictures of Joe Pesci in the shower. This guy just wants to take a shower. (laughs) And clearly she got these developed at the local store, too. So Mm -hmm. she's got no shame. Oh. Why couldn't we get a picture of her in the shower? I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Hey. I mean. She's uh she's looking good, yeah. The butte. Sorry. Stew. <laughs> says stew on the wall. And now you can see that it's four twenty five. Uh, oh but, wait, now, now does it say seven twenty five? It's the seven twenty five. Oh set, no, it says seventy two degrees. That's what it is. Oh. It's flipping oh, yeah, between four twenty five PM and seventy two degrees. I was going to say, gas went up to 725. (laughs) (laughs) No, only that only that one station in California that people like to exploit. It's like, oh, look at look at average gas around the country is seven dollars. But it's this one fucking California desert station. (laughs) Very, very little. Is it possible two separate cars could be driving on Michelin model XGV 75R 14s? Of course. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What's the selling single model X. tire being sold in the United States today? The Michelin XGV. And what's the most popular size? 75R 14. The same size as on the defendant's car. But two faded green 1964. Got to chip away any way you can. Start with the tires and then work your way up to the vehicle. As if the most popular size 
of the most popular was, tire oh, yeah. is on the defendant's car. Well, yeah. Well, at this point, at this yeah. point, he's not he's not saying anything about the car. He's still saying that it, 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 it's possible that two different people driving a similar car came in. Yes. And that's all you need in a case. I mean, they they couldn't possibly convict these two guys. Yeah, but the catch is that it's a car that's 28 years old, so it seems like there's no way you would see two different ones of those. People make that inference. But now he's finally looking at the pictures and realizing... Now, the tire marks aren't necessarily based in reality. Like, that probably isn't how it would look, but I'm willing to accept the premise to keep this movie, you know, going. Uh, please, uh, can I have a five-minute recess? The, the, my next witness is not in the courtroom right now. Three minutes. No more. It has the feel of, like, a Hail Mary pass in football, mm. what he's doing right now. And apparently he's Aaron Rodgers, because he can actually complete that. Mm. And he's not vaccinated at this point, so... <laughs> Hi what a what a cheap shot. <laughs> Bazinga. You do your own research. I love how he's like he doesn't even look at the no first. He's like, no, fuck you. No, listen, I'm I'm a straight shooter here. I just need you to do one thing for me, please. Yeah. A payphone. Yeah, this movie would be very different with cell phones, wouldn't it? Oh my god, he would have known immediately that his name's not Jerry Gallo or Jerry Callow. Yeah, the whole thing gets blown apart. Yeah, you can. This is one of those movies that they cannot remake in 2021. Oh, no. Tell me why. I like when he just sits to the top. He goes, Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> just the little things about this. <laughs> I love how she's not resisting anymore once they get into the courtroom. Mona Lisa Vito. Oh, I'm just, Your Honor, this person not on the witness list. This witness is an expert in the field of automobiles and is being called to rebut the testimony of George Wilbur. Your Honor, would you please instruct the bailiff Officer. to escort Ms. Vito to the witness stand, please? Now, the one thing on an appeal is if they allowed this witness, then I guess you would have to allow that prosecution witness because they were doing the questioning of that earlier earlier on like right. you know his credentials a little bit so but this is this is a call and response because if he had not had george wilbur there yeah. would have been no reason for him to call mona lisa Vito. Mm-hmm. yeah And he seems a little puzzled because he has Hold not encountered a woman that who can knows this stuff. The whole truth and yeah. Truth to help you God. yeah. 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 No. Apparently, women are not capable of doing anything in the South except for cooking food and making babies. <laughs> well, now we get Vinny <laughs> questioning his fiance or fiance to be, however his you want to put it. Fiance. And they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna uh, have a little back and forth, and probably accidentally turn themselves on. Uh, you're supposed to be some kind of expert in automobiles, is that correct? Is that correct? 
please answer the counselor's question? No, I hate him. <laughs> Your Honor, may I have permission to treat Ms. Vito as a hostile witness? Oh, you think I'm hostile? Now wait till you see me tonight. <laughs> I've heard that one before. You know, if this movie was like, if this was like one of those airplane movies or, you know, one of those spoof movies, at some point, Joe Pesci would turn around and you would see a raging heart on. Because <laughs> he's turned on. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a smile on his face uh, as I haven't paused. Do you two know each other? Yeah, she's my fiance. Well, that would certainly explain the hostility. I mean, not that, not that I'm not, not that I want to pick any part of this, but she's been in the courtroom every fucking time. Do you know each other? No, she just happens to be this fucking hot, hot, attractive New York chick sitting in the courtroom every fucking time that he's in there. I think he, I think he just wanted to get in his line there because he, he was, he yeah. had the look on his face like he was so proud of himself. Like, he is that proud of himself. Explains right the, here, host, yes. the hostility. <laughs> I object to this witness. Improper foundation. I'm not aware of this person's qualifications. I'd like to uh, voir dire this witness as to the extent of her expertise. Granted. Mr. Trotter, you may proceed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ms. Vito, what's your current profession? I'm an out-of-work hairdresser. Out-of-work hairdresser. Now, <laughs> in what way does that qualify you as an expert in automobiles? It doesn't. Well, in what way are you qualified? Well, my father was a mechanic. His father was a mechanic. My mother's father was a mechanic. My three brothers are mechanics. Four uncles on my father's side are mechanics. Vito, your family's obviously qualified. But uh, have you ever worked as a mechanic? Yeah, in my father's garage, yeah. As a mechanic? What'd you do in your father's garage? Tune-ups, oil changes, brake relining, engine rebuilds, rebuilt some trannies, rear ends. Okay, okay. <laughs> but does being an ex-mechanic necessarily qualify you as being an expert on tire marks? No. Thank you. Goodbye. Sit down and stay there until you're told to leave. She has a little bit more respect for the authority of the judge than Vincent Campini does. Just, just a smidge, though. Yeah. Well, she's already seen him throw him in jail. Yeah, that's true. Vito's expertise is in general automotive knowledge. It is in this area that her testimony will be applicable. Now, if Mr. Trotter wishes to voir die a witness as to the extent of her expertise in this area, I'm, I'm sure. sure he's going to be more than satisfied. <laughs> okay. okay. More than satisfied. All right. All right. All right. Now, uh, Ms. Vito, being an expert on general automotive knowledge, can you tell me what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It's a bullshit question. Does that mean that you can't answer it? It's a bullshit question. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. Your Honor, I move to disqualify Ms. Vito as an expert witness. Can you answer the question? No. It is a trick question. Why is it a trick question? Watch this. <laughs> it's it's like she's a toy or something that he's wound up. 
What I love though is that he didn't even he asked her a question he didn't even know the answer to. <laughs> yeah, he basically he got sloppy. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he 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 didn't show proper discipline, and no. uh, and she makes him pay for it. Yeah, this a cardinal mistake for a trial court veteran. <laughs> he put his head down. <laughs> didn't make the 327 and 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. I think every man in that courtroom just chubbed up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, including Vern Gagne. She's acceptable, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, Vern's got his arms in kind of a weird, <laughs> like, up on yeah. the armrests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. This picture as high attracts as evidence. Mr. Trotter. No objection, Your Honor. You see, he didn't fight tooth and nail, probably because he knew that it would be a waste of time. Mm. I mean, it is what it is. You know I did. And what is this picture of? You know what it's of. Ms. Vito. It has been argued by me, the defense, that two sets of guys met up at the Sack of Suds at the same time, driving identical. Please note the little line by his ear again. I'm sorry, I can't stop pointing it out. (laughs) Wait, can you show me with your arrow? Right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like where where a sideburn would be. Mm. In fact, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't, like, have him... Now, have longer sideburns so that they can hide was, it easy. He's wearing a hairpiece, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you were a big fan of the the hair the hairpiece from Goodfellas, where by the time he shoots Spider, it's starting to get a little uh, ragged. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! It's so obvious on the other side there. It is. Yeah. What you see in this picture. If the defense's case holds water. Oh, my God. It's like the friggin' hair drip that Giuliani had in that. Uh, did I conference. did I did I ruin this movie for you by pointing I out think, a little clip? I, I mean, it's going to be. Would you say it's like the uh, FedEx arrow? I'm never going to not notice this now. <laughs> in fact, the next time it's on TV, I'm going to ruin my brother's time with it. well i'm glad i could continue this series of ruining movies for you (laughs) coming up next casino (laughs) ms vito please answer answer the the question question. does the defense's case hold water this is my favorite line no the defense is wrong The defense is wrong. Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm positive. So sure. Because there is no way that these tire marks were made by a 64 Buick Skylark. These marks were made by a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Objection, Your Honor. Can we clarify to the court whether the witness is stating opinion or fact? This is your opinion? It's a fact. I find it hard to believe that this kind of information could be ascertained simply by looking at a picture. Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. 
Now he is he won the case right there. Yes. This is just adding the cherry on top. Yeah, right now when he calls the sheriff, it's basically spiking the football at this mm-hmm. point. And he's being the hero right here because not only is he proving the innocence of the two defendants, the two Utes, but he's giving away the fact that they caught the real guys. Yes. So he leaves a hero. Stolen vehicle, yeah. Yeah. And he leaves a hero. I took it upon myself to check out if there was any information on a 63 Pontiac Tempest stolen or abandoned recently. This computer readout confirms that two boys who fit the defendant's description were arrested two days ago by Sheriff Tillman in Jasper County, Georgia, for driving a stolen metallic mint green 1963 Pontiac Tempest with a white convertible top, Michelin model XGV tires, size 75R14. Is that it? No. A 357 Magnum revolver was found in their possession. Oh. I shall mm-hmm. follow. Just to refresh the court's memory, what caliber bullet was used? Most of this movie was made in Georgia, but of course it's set in Alabama. Ah. So it's interesting that they touch on Georgia at the very end. Yeah. Obviously, it's a neighboring state. Mr. Trotter. Trotter. <laughs> the look of a defeated man. <laughs> like, God damn it, I've spent all this time on this case and I, I blew it. In light of Miss Vito's. He Mr. didn't, though. Testimony. Yeah. They just said the wrong guy. Yeah. And that's why at the end, when he walks out, he's like, he shakes his hand, he tells him to come back and we'll get ourselves a buck. Like, he's, you know, he's yeah, excited. He's, he's, he's got a friend. He's got a, comp- he's got a worthy opponent. He, he learned something here today. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, Machio, don't hug him too close. We don't want to knock the clips loose on the side of his head. You can see the wrinkles on his head where yeah. the skin where the, the lines are. Damn it. Damn it, Pete. And and you can see the clock on the courthouse said 2.57 p.m., ah. which is why they call back at 3. We get we get the judge saying goodbye to him and yeah. learning a little bit. Hmm. Look at Stan fucking kissing this guy's ass. Like, yeah. you wanted to get rid of him. Right here. Oh, no, not here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Whose career do you like better? Ma- whose career would you rather have, Machio's or Pesci's? Oh, come on. Stop it. Stop uh, well, it. It all depends how much you love Karate Kid. Stop it. Well, I know that I know that you got good fellas in Casino. There and, is uh, no. I told you. Granted, he won the Oscar for Goodfellas. He should have won an Oscar for friggin' Nikki in Casino. Nikki is Nikki is by far a way better character than uh, what? Um, what They're fucking name? agents, Frankie. Look at this. Exactly. <laughs> what's his name? And uh, what's his name? And uh, Nikki Goodfellas? Santoro. Uh, and, uh, Tom, Tom, Tommy, um, Tommy DeVito. Yeah. You said I'm bringing heat on you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I would. There's no comparison. I would take Joe Pesci's career, including Gone Fishing. I would take Joe Pesci's career over anybody else in Hollywood. Yeah, but you're also forgetting Machio was probably pulling down all kinds of tail in the '80s. So would like, friggin' Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh, 
You don't think? And Joe Pesci was probably getting some sophisticated class. You oh, know? Are we are we sure about that? Absolutely. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> Take your time, pick the right words, get back to New York, give me a call. Get back to New York. <laughs> okay. Benny, you did a terrific job. Thanks, thanks. Now listen, I want you to know you got an open invitation anytime you want to come down here. Hell, we'll get us a deal next time. Okay, thanks a lot. I feel like if I, if I don't get out of here now, I might never be able to leave. <laughs> Mr. Gambini, I have a fax here from the clerk of New York. I owe you an apology, sir. I'm honored to shake your hand. <laughs> With salute, Your courtroom manner may be rather unconventional, but I gotta tell you, you're one hell of a trial lawyer. Thank you, and uh, you're one I'm hell a of a judge. judge. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> uh, I just looked it up real quick, and uh, Joe Pesci, he was married for a while. But then he was with Angie Everhart. Do you know Angie yeah. Everhart? Yeah. Yes. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. You know? I'd still take Joe Pesci. Okay, but I'm just saying it's not as ridiculous as you made it seem when I brought it up. <laughs> like, do you, want to, do you want to be a teen idol? I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, Joe Pesci never got to be in a movie with uh, Yuji Okamoto. No, but Joe Pesci was friends with Frankie Valli. When he was a teenager. All right. Well, that's something. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Joe Pesci is like, oh, <laughs> all right, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, chosen. <laughs> I'm sorry, chosen. <laughs> you haven't gotten to see Frankie Valli in, uh, in Sopranos yet. He makes appearances in Sopranos. No, I'm up. What a fucking nightmare. What a fucking nightmares. I think they might have. No, they didn't take the clips out yet. <laughs> the clips. You're obsessed with these clips. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Don't worry. There might be there might be a drop that just all of a sudden uh, plays in the middle of all of this. <laughs> because my computer has decided to break down after a year and a half. As they drive as they drive off down this road. Yes, oh, out. Okay. <laughs> they drive out. They're driving out of the scene right now. I just kept waiting for for Chosen to scream at me. Out. The credits, the credits roll. And uh, yeah, yeah, Stan Rothenstein. God, mm. that was his name. Yeah, neck brace was played by Michael Simpson. It's a shame. It's a shame that they couldn't uh, couldn't convict him and let Machio go. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. Pretty Play tight cast list there. And Machio go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this this was a fine, fine movie. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's, you know, uh, it's a great movie. I just want to I like to do this. This is kind of like a uh, how did this get made thing. But uh, the budget on this movie was 11 million. Do you yeah. know what it made box office? Um, I would say about fifty-five million. Ooh, very close, sixty-four. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. M- movies, movies with bangable stars are a pretty good money maker most of the time. Like you don't see, 
you don't see, you know, Waterworld and Ishtar and all that. That's uh, I know you probably know what Ishtar is because you told me you've been watching a lot of Golden Girls and they they rip on that movie. I do know of Ishtar. Yes. Yes. We got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. Thank you, Cal. I like how we're, I like how Cal's still still with us, even though it's not a wrestling related thing. Hey, Cal's a music guy first and foremost. They're wrestling. He was just dabbling. He he, he liked to dabble. <laughs> still alive too. He's yeah. like 80, 89 years old. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good to know. Well, that'll be a sad day when he goes, right? Oh, of course. I mean, you know why he made it to age eighty nine, right? Why? Come on. Come on. <laughs> my, my computer betrays me once again. Get a soundboard installed, Winston. Get a I'm, freaking soundboard. You know what? I'm going to spend today. There it is. Oh, I'm going to spend the rest of today. Well, in between putting up my Christmas tree and my Christmas decorations, I'm going to f- spend the rest of my day building a fucking soundboard. <laughs> and then having you email me your fucking sound bites. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, you're you're looking at it right now. How many drops yeah, but, are there here? Thirty. There right. Thirty drops. Okay, yeah. there's thirty. You have thirty drops that you. Okay, I, now I know where to start. Thirty drops. Okay. So, some of them I really never never play anymore. Like I I always hoped that this could catch on, but I I really felt like I had no reason to to use it. Is the one the one from Death of Stalin, with uh with Jason Isaacs. Because it's a really funny line, but there's like no context in which I could I could play. You I'm close smiling. Your close the. I'm smiling, but I'm very fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> Here's this guy who's in Russia speaking in a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> well, that was my favorite. I don't know if you watched the uh, the miniseries Chernobyl, but that was one of my favorite things about it is that it, the whole movie. Nobody tried to fake a Russian accent. Everybody was just in there with their English and Western European accents. It was great. <laughs> and that had uh, Jared Harris in it, correct? Yes. 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 He, Fam- he was, fabulous role. He did three seasons of Mad Men as the guy brought in from England to kind of run the office. That's and, true. Uh, yes. Yeah. Maybe I should watch Chernobyl. It's I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It's really kind of depressing because, I mean, it's it's a real world like nightmare situation that they had going on. But overall, and I from what I am from what I understand, too, they kind of they kind of blended a lot of the real life people together. But I think they hit a lot of the points in real life and didn't over dramatize them, Mm -hmm. uh, if I remember from what I read. So it's actually a really it's a really interesting miniseries, but it is fucking depressing as all get out because it's all about how the USSR, like, they could never let any bad news. So they're like, oh, nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And it's, you know, nothing was fine. So, yeah, I would highly recommend watching it if you if you have, yeah. you know, a, a, good, a couple good, if you have a good week where you're riding high on Friday because you don't want to start that if you've had a bad week. <laughs> Yeah, this the year 1986 when it came to like the U.S. Soviet Union Cold War. Like we kick off the year by having the Challenger explode on us, and like, and oh boy, that's the most awful thing that could happen. And three months later, the Russians hold, are like, hold my beer, hold my beer. <laughs> We're gonna up the ante. Hold, hold, hold my vodka. Yes, <laughs> I love that phrase. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, my Cousin Vinny is a movie that we just watched, and yes. uh, I, I'm certainly glad that we glad that we did. Um, yes. 
maybe next maybe next time we'll watch Casino. Uh, I think for know. our 80th anniversary edition, I think we should. Yes. I think you owe that to me. <laughs> I owe you. I wow. Okay. I, I I'm in arrears with you right now. <laughs> I did not. I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for jo- joining me. It it would not be the same. Even though I did have a dream recently that I recorded a GFA live with somebody else and I didn't tell you. And then I just threw it on the air on April 1st. Wow. (laughs) I I know. Well, you would take it as like a betrayal. You'd be like Ralph, uh, Ralph Wiggum with Lisa at the crusty anniversary special. (laughs) I can pinpoint the exact moment his heart breaks. (laughs) I don't know. I, again, as I as I go on, every, as I constantly blow smoke up your ass and tell you how wonderful you are, I am just always thankful to be included in this adventure because it just it it, it gives me the social proof I need that you continue to call me every week to do this. <laughs> well, thank you, Keithy. You know, I <laughs> I I don't I don't really know what to say to that, but th- I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Well, so that's well, that one, one way of putting up. it. That one came up on time. Very good. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. And you mentioned social proof. And please, if you've enjoyed this very much non-wrestling podcast, although we crammed in enough references, I think, to pass muster, mm. uh, leave a five-star review for Greg's Valentine GFA Live on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted. Where those places are, I'm not entirely sure. But I know that, you know, Somebody on a on a message board or these pod beans or, or wherever the hell. Because it provides us no social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this particular podcast. Now, Keithy's on Twitter, at Flounder824. I, I know I busted your balls a little bit by posting the picture of Tommy and his mother from Goodfellas and saying that it was a your family Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Did you borrow a knife from Carol to cut off the, the hoof? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Look who's here. Look who's here. Look who's here. Look who's here. <laughs> oh, God. It's such an absurdly late hour, too. And she's just up. Like, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, he but... came over and I'm so excited I haven't seen him in such a long time. <laughs> well, we, I, I hadn't talked to you in a long time prior to this, so I'm, yeah. I'm, glad, we're, I'm glad we're back at it. Yeah. And Tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live. Just Pete, do me a favor. Don't be any more religious pictures, okay? Beta carotene. God, no, what the hell is that? Oh, oh, you don't know what that is? No. I probably shouldn't even tell you this because <laughs> you would be you would be delighted. Like if I just popped in a DVD of Corvette Summer and you saw who was in it, you you would be delighted. Oh, I just looked it up. It yeah, it's basically <laughs> what Mark Hamill was doing between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Is this where he gets into the accident and like messes up his face? You know that story, right? That's a true story. I think this I, is the movie. So he, so in between the two movies, he filmed a movie where he got like into an accident and he like fucked up his face. Mm-hmm. And so when he went to film Empire, that's why in the beginning of Empire they have the whole scene where he gets like he gets beat up by that uh, 
big bear monster in the cave because yeah. he gets if you notice he gets like scratched across his face because his face is all scarred up thank you for explaining the booking uh, behind star wars <laughs> we we had to do an injury angle with skywalker <laughs> they did they did i swear to god look it up look it up in trivia i bet you trivia for corvette summer it's in there <laughs> annie potts is in that fucking annie potts let's watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> a high school grad and a hooker in training trying to track down his stolen Corvette. All right, I'm on board for that movie. 